Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustain effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know Andrew. what? We couldn't get on the sug boat anyway. Sug, sug. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in. I am Troy Dreyfus filling in for Clip yet again today. Clip will rejoin us later this week. Great to have you on board as we have a huge show planned for today. Man, we're going to get to the rundown in just a little bit and uh, give you the guest lineup. But first, let me welcome in my executive producer, Shirley Road. Shirley, good to see you. Good to be here. Thank you for being here. Also, uh, Chandler Honeycutt on video. CJ Schaefer on uh, assistant production today. Gang's all here, ready to go. You guys ready to go? Day two of Troy Dreyfus as host. Let's yeah. do it. What's old is new again. Let's do it. Um, sure. By the way, great show lined up today. So we've got a rundown coming up. Got a major announcement. We've been working on this for a while. We're really excited. We're going to uh, have this in mere moments. You know, we did the Pirate Radio Athletes with football season. We have decided that uh, that went so well. And we are bringing it back for ECU baseball season. Nice. So we are going to announce for the first time our Pirate Radio baseball athletes. Guys we'll be talking to all season long here exclusively at Pirate Radio. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have that in just mere moments. But uh, coming up at 3.30, our old friend Nui Scruggs. Nui used to be a broadcaster down east and um, believe he used to work... I'll have to refresh my memory. I can't remember if he worked at ITN or not. Or I know he's from Fayetteville. Um, I call him the Brian Bailey of Dallas. He works at uh, the NBC affiliate there, the uh, Channel 5. He's had a national radio show before. Knew he's just a great guy. Going to catch up with him. Talk a little Super Bowl with all the craziness that's always Dallas Cowboys. I think I saw in his Twitter bio that he is an eight-time Emmy winner. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. No, he's a solid guy, so we'll talk to him. Another one of my favorite people we haven't talked to. It's been years since we've caught up with this guy, at least publicly, on the air. Many folks will remember Prime Time with the Pac-Man, one of my favorite radio shows we used to have. Uh, hosted by Mark Packer, the Pac-Man. We're going to check in with the Pac-Man, find out what he's been up to, and get his perspective on so many things going on in the world. But, uh, man, what a fun guy, Mark Packer. Of course, his dad, Billy Packer. Older fans will remember watching him call many ACC games and uh, Mark making a great name for himself now. With uh, He's on the ACC Network. He does uh, a national show on satellite radio. He's got a lot going on. Mark Packer joining us in the 4 o'clock hour. And then our buddy Igo is back. We'll be Igoing all hour in the 5 o'clock hour with Stephen Igo. You like that? Yeah, way to bring that back. I yeah. was going to say, there goes your Igoing. He's yeah. got to like Igo better than uh, what was the other guy called him in the fifth quarter? Igloo? Igloo? Yeah, he's got to like, like Igo better than Igloo. Or Igoing yeah. versus Iglooing. So, we'll uh, we'll get Stephen in here and find out what's going on with Hoist the Colors. ECU basketball, we'll talk about that in a little bit, tipping back off tonight. Let's get the rundown first. Let's go down uh, and pull that up 
Chan, and we'll see what's happening as we open up the show. So as I mentioned, we've got ECU baseball mm-hmm. on tap. We've got our first ever announcement, and first ever we've done this, the first time we've ever done this with the ECU baseball program. Of course, it's um, the game has changed as far as what the NCAA allows, and we can now uh, work with these guys directly, and we can help them, and they can be a part of what we're doing and it's just kind of and it's a win for pirate nation they can hear from them directly and i think it'll be really cool so i'll tell you what instead of me um running down all the names we had the guys in studio a little bit earlier they're headed to practice right now so we were uh working around their schedule they all came in uh not too long ago just uh just before lunch and we caught up with them uh we did a quick bit to announce them all and uh let's go to that tape and here's how it sounded as we uh welcome in the 2022 Pirate Radio Baseball Athletes. And it's a big day today on the show as we officially announce our new venture. We are welcoming in some new partners with us here at Pirate Radio and some guys you're going to be hearing from quite a bit. Uh, they are new Pirate Radio Athletes Baseball Edition. It went so great for football. We're doing it again for baseball. And man, we are fired up to have these guys. We're announcing it today officially, and then it'll uh, kick off Monday. Every Monday during the season, we're going to have these guys in studio with us exclusively talking about ECU baseball and uh, getting all the information from a first-hand perspective from the players. And you might be asking yourself, what players are Pirate Radio Athletes this year? Well, let me introduce you to our team this year. First of all, uh, Carson Wisenhunt will be with us all season long. Carson, great to see you. Good to be here. We also have Bryson Worrell. Bryson, good to see you. Good to see you. Excited to be here. Uh, Zach Agnos is alongside. Zach, welcome to the team. What's going on? I'm excited. Uh, CJ Mayhew is here with us. Great to see you, CJ. Very excited. And uh, last but not least, Ryder Giles. Ryder, welcome aboard. Best for last. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Great to have you guys. Man, uh, people are fired up about ECU baseball this year. I don't know if the excitement level has ever been where it is right now. I can't remember season tickets ever selling out. I can't ever remember the banquet selling out as quick as it has. We just happened last weekend. Your thoughts and feelings, guys, as we head into the uh, 2022 season? Uh, I think it's just a lot of excitement. You know, like you said, the banquet's never sold out. Uh, Season tickets never sold out. So, um, we're excited, and we can tell that uh, Pirate Nation's excited, too, so that's that's really a big boost for us. Zach, you've been a part of this program a long time. Your family's been a part of it a long time. Your feelings headed into the season? <clears throat> We're definitely excited. I know Jake, uh, Jake's been following along as he's doing his rehab, but we're all really excited. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, we had some tragic happen, something tragic happen this offseason, and <clears throat> I feel like that gives us an extra chip on our shoulder and a extra level of excitement this year. And that's uh, really been kind of something this team has rallied behind. Uh, it was talked a lot at the banquet, and I don't want to get too much into it today, but uh, they will be honoring your father this year uh, on the helmets, or jerseys, I see. Yeah, it's uh, super awesome, and uh, they're also doing a bench in the outfield where my dad used to sit, so it's uh, it's something special, and uh, I appreciate all the staff and everybody that's put a lot of hard work into that. It is uh, fantastic, and uh, Carson, I know uh, expectations high for you this season. Uh, what are the expectations you have for yourself um just not trying to put too much pressure on myself just go out and have fun with it um everybody's been working really hard putting in a lot of effort um so just go out there and compete and have fun and bryson you've been here a long time you're one of the uh, leaders I've been here of this team <laughs> I, I feel like you're the uh i don't know how many more years you got left but it seems like you've been here forever yeah i know um i think this is my last year i think at least but um no like everyone said i mean we're all super excited i mean you could tell at the banquet i mean 
everyone's coming up to us like you know we're super excited watching all the videos i mean it was awesome so yeah we're all super excited and cj the chemistry on this team seems tremendous i mean every year has its own kind of temp chemistry every year is its own team but this year starting off this chemistry seems really good oh no we're we're brothers you know we have fun so uh ready to get clark and clara rocking all right anything you guys want pirate nation to know as we kind of head in to the first game a week from friday be there and be loud. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so you just well, you want the fans to show up, and that does make a difference in the game. Oh, I know uh, coaches talked about that quite a bit. They do. Yeah, uh, don't do. all jump at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're kind of all looking around. Yeah. Um, no, it does. It, it definitely does. It makes a big impact. Um, I think more so for us, but also the uh, the other team. I don't think many people, many teams are used to playing in front of that type of crowd, and. Uh, you know, it's it's a big help for us late in games, and we really do appreciate it. Well, guys, we're excited about this new venture through the new uh, NIL deals. We're able to do this type of stuff. Uh, wasn't able to happen in the past, but uh, this is the first year with baseball that we've been able to do it. And as we said, it works so great with football. We wanted to go ahead and, and try it again with baseball. So we're excited that you guys have agreed to be a part of it. We're, we're, we're pumped up to talk to you each week. As we said, we're going to do it on Mondays. We're going to bring back the, uh, the Players Lounge on Monday, our baseball edition. And all you guys will be a part of it each and every week. And uh, there'll be some ups and downs this season, but I think it'll be really interesting for Pirate fans to hear that perspective from you guys directly, from the players directly. We hear from the coaches and, and Cliff all the time, but we don't get as much access and we don't get to hear from you guys as much. So this will be a real unique opportunity this season to hear it from a different perspective of what's going on in behind-the-scenes baseball for ECU baseball, which fans really want to know about. So good luck to you guys this season. We wish you uh, continued success, and we'll talk Monday. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thank you. All right, so those are the guys going to be our Pirate Radio athletes for baseball. It's going to be a lot of fun. As I mentioned, we'll kick that off Monday officially. We'll get all these guys uh, in here in the studio. You'll hear their backgrounds, how they ended up at East Carolina, their expectations. And then uh, once the season begins, we'll kind of really get into the meat uh, and potatoes of baseball and uh, things that are happening Hopefully more good than bad. I think there's going to be really a lot to talk about this season, a lot of positive things in store for this ECU baseball team. So once again, uh, Bryson uh, Worrell, we got Zach Agnos, we got C.J. Mayhew, uh, Ryder Giles, and Carson uh, Wisenhunt will be our Pirate Radio student athletes. I wish we could do every, you know, there's, it's hard to, as you guys know, narrow it down um, to everybody because there's so many guys so many, that so are much so talent. Ta- exactly. This was like one of the hardest decisions we've had to make and um, I wish we could do more guys but we only have so much time and um, so many ways to be able to get this across so we, we kind of narrowed it down to these guys which we thought would be a good cross section of the team uh, and represent uh, ECU baseball and I think they're very excited about the opportunity too so uh, we'll have this first pitch officially on monday so on prl so every monday for the entire season there could be a hiccup here and there if the schedule gets off but uh, we're planning every monday to have uh, all five of these guys join us so that's going to be a lot of fun also confirmed guys for monday which will be uh leadoff week of course ecu baseball starts a week from friday so next monday will be the uh, monday before the first game 
Coach Cliff Godwin will join us live in studio. So He's going to let us into the coach's lounge? Well, he's going to be a part of it. We're going to have to have some of the players. <laughs> that we're going to let Coach come into the lounge oh, to sweet. hang out for a little bit. Yeah. So he'll do. Uh, he'll join us in the 5 o'clock hour. And then, uh, as I said, we'll have all the players, too. So we're going baseball heavy on Mondays here with the players' lounge. So exciting stuff. Thanks to uh, Bryson, Zach, CJ, Ryder, and Carson for being a part of it. Really uh, pumped up to have those guys on our team all right so uh that's the first thing we wanted to talk about today in our rundown uh ecu basketball getting back underway tonight pirates now um a seven point underdog at tulsa yeah it came out yesterday that the pirates would be five and a half point underdogs on the road on the road at tulsa tonight now it has gone up a point and a half so now the pirates are seven point dogs on the road against the golden hurricane so can they break the skid Ever since that magical comeback win against Memphis on that on that awesome Saturday, seventy-two to seventy-one, Pirates get the victory over Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers. Ever since then, the Pirates have lost six in a row. Can they end the streak tonight? We shall see. And I hate to say it, but it, you can point back to when Brandon Suggs went down mm-hmm. and got hurt. The, t- the the team has not been the same since. I mean, and they have not won a game since they were up at that point. He goes out. They blow a big lead. They lose that game. They haven't won since. Yeah. Um, Brandon Suggs, hopefully, can get back on this team soon because I don't know. You know, one, he's a great player, but obviously they're missing something since he's been gone. Yeah, people can think that that's an opinion of yours. Actually, it is a fact. You are correct. I mean, ever since he left that UCF game, the Pirates were dominating in that game on that Wednesday night against you, or on that Tuesday night against UCF. And then obviously UCF kind of returned the favor that the Pirates did against Memphis. They came back and ended up winning in overtime. And it's like you said, Troy, it seems like Brandon Suggs is that glue to this basketball program because he gives you a lot of things that he can do defensively and then offensively as well. Uh, he, he lets guys get open and uh, creates a you know a positive product on the court for ECU basketball. So we shall see. I don't think he'll be playing tonight on the road against Tulsa. But, uh, yeah, we're going to need to have him back, especially as we are coming down the home stretch of the regular season and then obviously hitting conference tournament, conference tournament play. So uh, I'm not expecting any miracles tonight. This has been a long road trip for ECU. So they went on the road to play – Tulane on Saturday. On Saturday, we they had our stayed, watch along. They yeah. stayed on the road. They never came back. So this is like a five-day road trip for them. Then they moved on to Tulsa, which was probably the right thing to do. There's no right. point of coming back here and then going all the way back out to Tulsa. But it's just my point is it's a long road trip for a basketball team to right. be on the on the road that long. So uh, Pirates, uh, I probably won't head back. I would assume till tomorrow. You know, so there we'll see uh, how things go in Tulsa. The next home game will be Saturday. I believe SMU is rolling into and town. And they're hot. Yeah, so this is a, a tough stretch here. East Carolina basketball, unfortunately, kind of hit the skids. Maybe they can turn it around up in Oklahoma tonight. We'll have to wait and see. But it's a late start. It's an ESPN Plus game. What is it, 8, and not, eight o'clock start or something? Uh, I think I it is a 9 o'clock start. 9 o'clock start, start our time. Yes. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. I was 8 right. o'clock. Oh, thank you, Shirley. So I was right. Chandler, or my breaking news boy, was wrong. I was wrong. I thought I heard that it was a nine o'clock start. Yeah. But I how was are you going to be part of the breaking news? According boys to when, the ECU release, it is eight o'clock Eastern time. Yeah. How are you going to be part of the breaking news boys when you can't get the time right? Well, that, first of all, I founded the breaking news boys, so you know, even the founder can be wrong at some point, <laughs> just like the founder of Pirate Radio. So that's true. But yeah, uh, looking at Tulsa, often. you know, as we wrap up the basketball talk, looking at Tulsa. 
this is also a team that's struggling. In their last ten games, they've won one game, and that's against UCF or excuse me, USF. So they're struggling as well. So uh, it's going to be a battle of uh, the bottom of the barrel of the American Conference. Didn't think ECU would be in this position, especially the way they started conference play. Yeah, uh, against the win against. Uh, with the win against Tulane, and now Tulane's hot, and then the Pirates are not. So, uh, Pirates in action tonight against the Golden Hurricane of Tulsa, and they are a seven-point favorite. Let's see if we can break the skid. All right, we got uh, NFL news. What's been going on in the NFL? Of course, Super Bowl week continues. Well, a guy that you are familiar with, Lovey Smith, is going to be officially announced as the next head coach for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I thought it was a weird choice, though. I mean, he has been retread yeah. so many times. Yeah. Um, I thought that he was still at Illinois. I think they let him go. They they did. They let him go last year. Yeah. He was there from 2016 to 2020, and then actually was on the staff for the Houston Texans last year. Uh, let me look him up. Look, I like see. Lovey Smith, and I thought he did a great job with the Bears. But I just uh, what's happened after there hasn't been anything amazing. And if I'm a Texans fan, I'm gonna be like, this is not a wow hire. Yeah, well, I did. First of all, I did not know he was with the Bears for so long. Two thousand four yeah. to two thousand twelve, I believe I saw. So, and then really hasn't. No, he did. In, he did take the Bears to the Super Bowl. A lot of people forget Rex Grossman, the quarterback yeah, that, that year, which just goes to show you how good the Bears' defense was that year. Yeah, <laughs> but he, you know, they came. They they started that game hot. We were watching that the other day. Lovey Smith, sixty three years old. Remember uh, Devin with the run back? Devin Harris. Hester. Not Devin Harris. Devin Hester? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, the first play of the Super Bowl ran the kickoff back. I, I do remember. God, I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be – it's our time. Not so fast, my friend. Yeah. That's why they play four quarters. So, Lovey is uh, 63 years old. He's getting up there in age, but listen to this. He is the – He looks a lot older with that beard. He went to school. Because he's got that stark white beard, which makes him look easily 15 years older. Yeah. He kind of looks like uh, – Maybe like a Tony Collins with a gray beard. You yeah, agree? but it's longer. So his yeah. is like goes out further than Tony's. But uh, I've told Tony, man, he'll look 15 years younger if he shaved. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people like to look older. He went to college, and I asked you this yesterday. He went to an American school. American school. Yeah. And it's a, it's wait, wait, school. ask me again. You told me. Let's see if I can remember. All right. What American <laughs> athletic conference school did Lovey Smith attend? Okay, I thought it was you, Tulane, but I'm going to go Tulsa. Tulsa it was a is school, correct. And it was a T-school. It Temple is, is going to be my next guess. I wonder if he will be tuned in tonight for East Carolina versus Tulsa on ESPN Plus. Yeah. So. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, in other news in the NFL, I did see this, Troy, that Joe Judge, who was just let go as the New York Giants head coach, um, is looking to go back to New England as an offensive assistant. So Joe is he taking uh, Watchman's job that left for uh, Josh McDaniels? Well, he was the offensive coordinator. He's yeah. looking to be an offensive assistant. Well, like, I mean, offensive coordinator is an offensive your assistant coach. Yeah, but the title in the the title would be offensive coordinator. They wouldn't say offensive assistant. Right. I wouldn't. Well, I'm saying, wouldn't he be good for that uh, as a former head coach? I don't know. When he took the job as the Giants head coach, he was their special teams coordinator yeah in new england hmm. so i don't know maybe he's getting into the offensive side of the ball to make his way up and to be an offensive coordinator one day all right what else we got pot- going on um any other see. nfl news there, it's been a quiet super bowl week so far we do have you another there's been, not been a lot of off the field problems you know 
sometimes during these weeks you hear you know players getting in trouble or things happening yeah it's been pretty not calm with, not with those that are participating that's what i mean the, with yeah. the super bowl teams there's always something going on with somebody oh else. yeah but off I the mean, field alvin kamara is in a lot of hot water but other than that <laughs> have we started seeing media day coverage um of players I, well i thought interviewed. it started last didn't start last night it was the Monday or Tuesday. Probably night. did. I think I did see some stuff where yeah. players were being interviewed. But it's kind Rams of gotten players. lost in the shuffle. Uh, it's not as big as it used to be. So we have completed the coaching search in the NFL with Dennis Allen being hired as the Saints defensive coordinator. Allen was the uh, defensive coordinator for the Saints for about six or seven years since 2015. Wait, so hired as what? Their head coach? As their head coach. Oh, okay. You said hired as the defensive coordinator. You meant head coach. Yeah, I meant head coach. Okay. He, he's been the defensive coordinator since 2015. Right. Once again, if you're going to be the breaking news boy, we've got to get it right. A lot well, of pressure. People make mistakes. This is your second mistake, and we're not even through the open. Well, I'm trying to carry us through You know, this first I'm just, segment. I'm just saying, Clip would hold you accountable. I need to hold you accountable. Yeah, he would. He would. Am I right? That's right. You're not getting I mean, a free pass because Clip's not here. Yeah, I know, and I don't deserve one. And I will be reporting back to him. Just because I'm the substitute teacher doesn't mean you're going to be able to walk all over me. We used to give the substitute teacher hell oh, in I school. Know. I feel so bad for substitute teachers. I know. They just get it, don't they? I, 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 nice, I didn't they're necessarily. They're the nicest people, like the substitute teachers. I, just, I didn't like, necessarily give her hell. The no, other I, kids in the class. Were. I know. I they're would so, try to like help her out. It's like, yeah. he'll be okay. And you knew like what teachers you could like get away with. There were some teachers, boy, you better not mess around in that class. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think I'd be a teacher where, boy, you better not mess around in Troy D's class. Yeah. Don't but then I'd probably be a big softy. I don't know. That's a tough job. That's a tough job a in a tough, tough league, league in a tough, in a tough school system, <laughs> Jeff. Oh, oh my. all right. Finishing all right, up the sorry. rundown. Yes, got, the rundown. Can, uh, let's not have any more mistakes. Looking, uh, looking back into the American schedule tonight, we do have one more game other than East Carolina Tulsa. That is UCF is at home as a one point. One and a half point favorite against Wichita State. So that's all that's going on. Wichita State on some hard times right now. They are twelve and eight uh, overall, three and five in the conference. Yeah. UCF standing at thirteen and eight and five and six in the conference. And of course, so our game got postponed with them. Remember, it was supposed to be the like, first. It was the conference game. It was a COVID situation back then. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it being rescheduled yet. Have you guys? um i'll have to look yeah. I'm, I'm not i haven't thought about that but yeah. uh, i have thought about it <laughs> you, you do a lot of thinking i do a lot of thinking. especially when it comes to gift exchange <laughs> uh but going back over the buccaneers let me be the first to say happy birthday to you by the way chandler oh man six months early yep appreciate it see i would just wanted to be the first <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it, we'll see how it is whenever uh september comes yeah let's, just see, let's see if you can remember, remember that my birthday in september, september that i wish you a happy birthday in february okay Thank you. All right, going over the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard again. We're looking at top 25 action. We have UConn at home against Marquette. That's a top 25 matchup right there as UConn is 24th in the country, Marquette 18. Connecticut, seven-point favorite at home over Marquette. Arkansas is at home against number one Auburn. How about Auburn, number one in the country? Bruce Pearl getting it done with the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, 22-1 and overall, 10-0 and in the SEC. And uh, they're only a one and a half point favorite on the road tonight against Arkansas, who's eighteen and five overall, seven and three in the conference. Kentucky is on the road against South Carolina. That game will tip off 
at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Wisconsin and Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State 17th in the country. Wisconsin 14th. Uh, that game is also going to be kicking our tipping off at seven o'clock. Villanova on the road against St. John's. Villanova fifteenth in the country. They are a four and a half point favorite on the road at St. John's. Illinois and Purdue are playing Purdue at home. They are currently number three in the country, with Illinois being number thirteen in the country. And Purdue holds a five and a, five and a half point favorite at home. So uh, that's a little I, look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by Da Buck. Join the Buck for the biggest Super Bowl party in town. The Buck has a 15-foot 4K TV screen with over 18 TVs also available. So you won't miss any of the action and uh, especially Super Bowl Sunday. Then live music following the big game. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of pirates in the ENC with live music seven days a week. The Buck never closes. It's open every day, and they've got a big party going on for the big game. So stop on there if you're looking for something different, something fun to do. Uh, I watched the end of the Duke-Virginia game last night. I don't know if you saw any of that. I just, no, I, 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 I happened to catch the end, which is really all you needed I to did. see. And I, look, I got to tell you, the Blue Devils <laughs> grabbed defeat out of the jaws of victory. They had that. They thing had won. that game won. They yeah. had that, and they got lazy and sloppy at the end. Uh-huh. And this is what this is a great, even as good of a coach as Coach K is. And Shirley, cue up Coach K for later in the show because I'm bringing him up again, and I want to oh. fans to remember. Uh, not only my great question, but also his great response and how he loves the East Carolina folks as we do a little tribute to Coach K. Unlike the UNC ungrateful fans that were so rude. Disgusting. And just absolutely horrible to Coach K, using profanity and just smearing that university. Uh, I don't know if they recover from that, quite honestly. Uh, But anyway, we'll give him a proper tribute on this program later. But as good as he is as a coach, the team still got sloppy, didn't take care of the ball, didn't pay attention, and had the game easily won and lost it. Well, congratulations. Well, uh, I mean, honestly, they had it won when, uh, I can't remember the guy, but he gets the rebound uh, on a missed uh, layup or shot. I can't remember, but the guy fell out of bounds, and I believe it was the same guy that hit the shot, which is um, Beacom. I believe it's his last name, Reese Beacom. I'll tell you um, who looked good, though. Jaden Gardner. He did. He finished with 17 points former, in that game. Former Pirate takes it to the Blue uh, to the uh, Blue Devils. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, imagine if he was still at ECU right now. I, and Suggs wasn't hurt. I can't promise that anything would be better. It, it, I know. I know. Yeah. He was here last year. Yeah. All right. So. I was just saying, what if? You always love to say what if, what or if. if you could imagine. Could you imagine? A little bit better weather today. I can imagine that. At least yeah. the rain's still going. still kind of dark though. Dark overcast. I don't care I'm ready. about the weather. I'm I can't ready. Control the weather. Oh, don't coach, want to talk about the weather. That's a lie. Hopefully, sun will return tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing the sunshine again. I think I'm vitamin D deficient right now. I read somewhere like if you don't have enough, if you don't have enough vitamin D, it really affects you. Like it's bad. It does. It does. Like I know, like you need to take like vitamin D supplements. I like to get like natural vitamin D from the sun, but that's been hard to come by lately. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, just a little note. Make sure you get your vitamin D, kids. All right, let's take a break. We come back. I got Nui Scruggs live from Dallas, Texas. For all you Cowboy fans that say I don't ever do enough for the Cowboys. I got a guy that almost works for the Cowboys. He's one of their uh, lead reporters. 
talked to Newey Scruggs about that and a lot of other stuff. Friend of the program. Great guy. You might remember his, uh, he had a national radio show we used to carry on Pirate Radio. We'll catch up with Newey. And then coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, our buddy Mark Packer, the Pac-Man, makes his return. And then 5 o'clock, Igo is here. Alert the women and children. Igo will be back in hour three. We got a lot to do. This is PRL. We roll on right after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Troy. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Great to be here with you. Thanks to uh, everybody tuned in wherever you might be. Perhaps 92.7 FM, Greenville, Winterville, 104.1 in Washington, of course, 1250 and 930 in Washington, Farmville, and uh, online on Facebook Live, our video feed also on YouTube Live, or online at PR927FM.com, or the TuneIn app. There's so many, I like seven, eight different places you can watch or listen to this program and our station we appreciate it and uh one of the cool things about being in this business is getting to meet interact and talk with really different folks and uh people i would never have had an opportunity probably to uh, meet otherwise and uh one of these guys is coming up next i call him he's one of the great guys in our business just uh super likable and uh does such an awesome job he is newey scruggs he is the anchor over at the sports anchor at the big five over at nbc in dallas fort worth newey first of all it's been a while but welcome back to the show hey it is always fun to to come on with you guys first off congratulations for surviving in the business man uh this is a tough industry um and, and to do it as long as you guys have been doing it and doing it at that level and rocking it man i'm just thrilled for you and uh Anyway, man, it's home. When home calls, man, you pick up the phone. You want them to take care of home. <laughs> As we mentioned, you got great ties back here to North Carolina. And folks, uh, long, you know, listeners of Pirate Radio may remember your national radio show, which we loved. You had a uh, great run with that. And for folks that don't know, give your history, Nui, of your ties back here to North Carolina. I'm already getting blown up by Billy Weaver. Make sure you tell Nui I said hello. So mission accomplished. Billy Weaver says hello to you. Uh, man, you know, Billy is one of the hardest working dudes. I, I remember when Billy was just an intern trying to get in his business. And to see Billy carve out the, the life he has, man, it's been amazing. It's been, a, been an honor for me to be a part of it. But my dad's the Army. So my dad was in the military, and twice he was stationed in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and they still live out in Fayetteville. So um, lived there twice, ended up going to high school in Fayetteville, and went to college at, uh, at uh, UNC Pembroke, and and um, you know, still, still get back when I can. Spent eight years on the board of trustees at the University of North Carolina Pembroke, and it was interesting. At Pembroke is so many of the leaders 
that had come through through the school were East Carolina graduates. So in a lot of ways, a lot of the leadership that was formed in that school had come and spawned from people like Ray Pennington and Dan Kenny, who are East Carolina graduates. Yeah, that's a pretty cool connection right there. Uh, for folks that don't know now, as I mentioned, you're the lead reporter over at uh, NBC in Dallas, one of the major markets and a uh, big-time job in sports. And right now, we're talking to you. You're live in L.A. You know, you're, you're covering the Super Bowl again for uh, for your station. That's uh, that's going to be kind of a cool experience. How many years now is it, Nui, where you've been able to cover the Super Bowl uh, for work? I can't, I, honestly, and it sounds crazy, I can't count how many that I've uh, been able to, to be, be at. But the first one I ever went to was Super Bowl 32 in, uh, in, in San Diego. By the way, uh, remember the old cornerback Hall from, uh, the, from Washington? Past, he just walked by me here. Oh, okay. What was his name? Hall. Hall. You know, you know what I'm talking about. He's on ESPN, so we're right over here by ESPN where they do all the taping. Yeah. Because I just left the convention center. So, so uh, yeah, so Hall's walking by here. And um, I'm going to go over there and do an interview early on. But but back to your question. Yeah, I went to Super Bowl 32, 33, and, and I went to the one, the Eli one, the second when he beat the beat, uh, when he beat, beat the Patriots, uh, or Super Bowl 50 with Vaughn Miller. I mean, I've been to a bunch of these suckers, man. It's been one of the great joys of my life. You never forget your first one. And that was the one where John Elway and the Broncos were 14-point underdogs, and Terrell Davis ended up winning it. TD and I became friends later on. He was a part of my NBC uh, sports radio show so for me coming out here it's always been great to be at the super bowl you know it was tough for the carolina loss you know being at that one uh super bowl 50 with Vaughn miller and the, and, the, and the broncos won that one I, but it, it truly is in a, in a great american event to be at the halftime show um it, it's i would tell you if it, it, it's a bucket list item if you can ever cross it off your sports bucket list do it it's a it's, it's a tremendous event they do a great job and, too much money. Yeah, it is too much money. Way too much money. Yeah, you, you're doing it the best way. You're getting paid to be there, and your expenses are covered. <laughs> if you can ever do that, do that for sure. Uh, that's awesome. And you mentioned to me earlier before we were on the air, you, you had just passed Lincoln Riley, one of uh, East Carolina's former coaches. Yeah, so that was always my end with Lincoln. When he would come into town, was to talk about the Pirates. And you know, so much pressure with the OU job, and, and but to talk about the Pirates would always bring a smile to his face. And working with Ruffin and and and, those, and obviously you guys, you know, you were there. Those were great years, man. Yeah, those were some great years. And and who knew at the time he would end up being, you know, the the rock star that he's been in the business. But he's there wearing his SC gear. People in Dallas, Fort Worth Sooner fans are mad at him, but I'm not mad at him because I worked out here in Los Angeles before <laughs> years when Shaq and Kobe first got here. So I understand the appeal and. And, uh, and everything that goes with it. Plus, Oklahoma going to the SEC, that man is smart. Get out of here. I don't want none of that. I'm going to go out here to Los Angeles, just build a fortress around USC and, and, and make a run there. Nui, you're uh, covering the, the Dallas Cowboys have for a long time. That's the story. You know, look, Dallas is a national story, whether fans like it or not. Uh, you know, people either love them or hate them, but they're following them either way. And they, they, they get the eyeballs still for the games. There's no doubt about it. What is the situation? I know they were disappointed this year, another disappointing season. What's the situation over in Dallas right now? Same as it always is. You mentioned the word, disappointment. I mean, this is just – the Cowboys are that, that movie trailer you see. Like, coming this fall, bigger, better, the action, like never before. Then you go to the movie and you're like, oh, man, that was a letdown. Yeah, the trailer was better than the movie. Right. Yeah. And that's the Cowboys. The trailer's better than the movie. Jack Prescott. 
defense finally coming to the Cowboys. You just wait this for high-scoring offense. And you're like, oh, they got beat by uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who got a bad thumb, and the team decided to run the ball a bunch of times in the playoffs. So, but that's what the Cowboys are. And, and they're going to be that way uh, until they aren't. But I just don't buy into the hype. And when people call me to do these radio interviews, they'll ask me about the Super Bowl and the Cowboys. I'm like, will you stop? I'm like, you know, the Cowboys, they last won it. Bill Clinton was president. When they last won it, you weren't, weren't, you didn't have no cell phone. No. You had internet at your house. I mean, think of all the things that didn't have, we didn't yeah. have in the world since day one. So why do we talk about a team that hasn't done anything since really modern technology has changed? I mean, you probably didn't even had direct TV back in 96 when the Cowboys won. I mean, that's how long ago we're talking. Yeah. How many technological advances have gone on. I mean, Bobby Brown made records that you, that you knew, you know, when, when he was, <laughs> when the Cowboys are good. Actually, the movie Jerry Maguire was released three months after the Cowboys won their last Super Bowl. It's it's been a while. Uh, what's Jerry Jones like? Do you get to interact with him much? You know, being in Dallas and being one of the top sports guys in, in that city. What what he seems like just kind of a regular dude in many ways, even though he's a multimillionaire. What's the guy like in, in real life? How is he to work with? He's a good dude. I, I tell you right now, man. Between Mark Cuban and Jerry Jones, I'm lucky to be around some owners who who enjoy getting down and having fun. Um, so. So I'm, you know, it's it's it's, it's great. Jerry's good. Um, it's rare you can get much one-on-one time with him. Though I did at the Hall of Fame um, this past year when Jimmy Johnson got in and Drew Pearson got in. So that was that was cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's a fun guy, man. Family's cool. I got, I you know, I tell people this: if all if if what you see is all you know of Jerry is what you see on TV, you will not like him, and I understand it. Same with Mark Cuban. But when you're around him, like I've been around him, it's a different thing. It's a totally different deal. So, um, and if some people feel like he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, but I know the story and what he's done to help make people money in this league. Um, that's why he got in. He taught his fellow owners how to make money. And again, yeah. Like Art Modell, who was with Cleveland, I got to know Art when I worked up there when Belichick was a coach. Art didn't want to listen. And he's a guy who, who ended up not being able to hold on to his team. Yeah. So for instance, they sued Jerry because I mean, he had the Pepsi contract and the Nike contract. Yeah. Well, the NFL had different contracts, and they sued Jerry like, you can't do that. Well, Jerry's like, Coca, uh, Coca-Cola is the official soda of the NFL, but Texas Stadium is the official home for Pepsi. Right. So Jerry, and, then the, and the other thing, too, a lot of these owners – we're in stadiums were owned by the city. Yeah. Jerry owned his own stadium. So now everybody wants their own thing. Look at what's happening over in Carolina. David Tepper's trying to get a whole new stadium. And yeah. All this new stuff. That's Jerry's influence, man. And that's what he ended up doing. He taught people how to make money. Yeah, he, you're right. He was very cutting edge that way. And, and the way uh, he brought a lot of business aspects to the NFL that at the time were revolutionary. You know, And now everybody kind of takes them for granted. Everybody does PSLs. Everybody does this or that. Uh, Jerry Jones was the guy that started a lot of that stuff, so you're absolutely right. Uh, we're talking to Nui Scruggs on the Pirate Radio Live line. Nui with NBC5 out of Dallas. He's there right now live in L.A. covering the Super Bowl. Nui, what are the big stories you're covering in the Super Bowl this week? Well, for me... You know, cause since I'm here and we're looking for those those Dallas angles, Dallas Fort Worth angles, it's Demarcus Ware getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's going to be a big, big deal. And, and I'm I'm so old now that I was here when they drafted him out of Troy State, so that would be pretty special to see him um, win it. 
Um, Micah Parsons will pick up his Rookie of the Year award, so we'll, we'll be there for that. And and so that's going to be a pretty cool thing for me to, to see and be a part of. And as you get older, coming back to a place like L.A. where I've worked, where I worked here well over 20 years ago, to see my friends, just walking on over here. I see one of my old radio producers on a on one of these little scooters going down here to go to Radio Row. And, and so that part is fun for me. But, man, just to be out of the bad weather that we had, and you guys were going to have to hit with some of that bad weather too, man, to be out here in the sunshine of Los Angeles, you can't beat it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, real quick, Noe, just curious, what is your perspective? You know, this has been kind of a quiet Super Bowl week with the players. There hasn't been, you know, at least as of now, there haven't been any uh, instance yet. It seems like all the off-the-field stuff's happening with other teams. What's your take? The big story right now is this lawsuit with Brian Flores and where that could go with the NFL and the charges of racism. What's your perspective on that? Where do you think this thing's headed? Well, people, one of the reasons why they came up with the Rooney rules is because Cyrus, Mary, and Johnny Cocker were going to sue the league over their hiring practice. So the NFL owners like, well, no, we don't want that. Uh, here's your Rooney rules. Well, it's not working. And there's a lot of shame interviews, and I'll just give you one from my perspective of when the Dallas Cowboys hired Bill Parcells. Jerry knew what he was going to do, but he had to do the Rooney Rule interview. So he called he called Dennis Green on the phone. Didn't even bring him in. Just called him on the phone and said, yeah, you know what we, you know why you're here? <laughs> Dennis Green did it for him. I mean, the league has definitely got issues, and, and I've talked to many um, black coaches who will say, and rightly so, okay, the rules change. So you look at Kansas City, Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson, both Andy Reid's offensive coordinators, Andy Call plays, both guys get jobs. Well, Andy never won a Super Bowl. He never had an MVP during that time. But here's Eric Bieniemy, the coordinator who's right there. Eric also played in this league. So you shake your head and you just say, okay, well, how can the other two guys get it and this guy can't? And this guy did more. And then you've got the quarterback and the tight end, Travis Kelsey, two record setters saying, hey, hire this guy. He's worthy. you got the head coach, Andy Reid, saying, hey, hire this guy. He's worthy. And it's not happened. And so that is a frustrating part for many uh, black coaches when they look down there and they see you can't get, you know, you're not able to get the job. A guy like Byron Leftwich, your Super Bowl offensive coordinator, you work with Tom Brady. I mean, the other Super Bowl coordinator who worked with Tom Brady ended up getting a job, Josh McDaniels. So it's just very interesting on, like I said, who gets the job and who doesn't. And for African Americans and, 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 and other minorities as well, you look at it and you say, okay, it's been a very changing landscape of what you think is merit and what you think is deserved, and then what's going on out there. Do, do you think anything's going to come out if this lawsuit moves forward that, you know, kind of damning evidence that they may or may not have that, that could say, wow, this is like when you, when you see these text messages or when you see these emails, it will change people's opinions? Well, so here's the interesting thing. Justice. Justice is when you think you get what you deserve. When you get what you deserve. I don't know if there's going to be any justice out of it. Versus it may just be, okay, fine. We got to do better. We'll try to do better. And nothing ever happens. So I don't have a whole lot of faith because you're asking owners who clearly don't care. And the fans can say whatever they want to, but they're still watching. So, you know, it's all just talk. And that's and until I see some real changes, I'm going to keep saying it's just talk. Oh yeah, we got even Jerry Jones. We got to do better. Well, Jerry, you you owned the team since 1989. You didn't run through a whole bunch of coaches. Jerry's never had a black head coach. He only had one offensive coordinator, but the offensive coordinator he had was Maurice Carthon, who was Bill Parcells' former running back. But Carthon didn't call the plays. Sean Payton did. 
And then he had a black defensive coordinator, Brian Stewart, and he fired him after a year. So Jerry, you know, talked about doing better, but his track record isn't really good. At the end of the day, it's got to be action. And right now, owners have no – you can do what you want to do, and nobody cares, and the game keeps on going. Yeah. Talking to Nui Scruggs, live from the Super Bowl. Nui, uh, the Bears are playing the Cowboys this year on the road in Dallas. I'm threatening to maybe come out and see the, uh, what do y'all call it, the star? The big complex out there? The star is where they practice. Okay. And then uh, Jerry World is the is the stadium. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about coming out there. I, I might need a... Uh, a, a, a uh, someone to show me around. So I may I may hit you up if I make it out there. <laughs> you do that now. I, I, right now, I've been doing a, a podcast at the Star five days a week when during football season. So I'll probably still do that next year. So hit me up. I'll see if Weaver wants to come out there with me. We'll we'll try and get a little uh, reunion back there. Outstanding, outstanding, fellas. All right. Well, great stuff, man. It's awesome catching up with you. Congratulations on your continued success. Uh, we I didn't even run down your accolades of how many Emmys you've won and different things like that. I didn't want to embarrass you. But, uh, man, you, you do a tremendous job for the folks in Dallas-Fort Worth. And as we said, we, awesome radio show you had nationwide for many years that we carried here on Pirate Radio. So it's great to catch up with you again and uh, look forward to doing it again in the future. And thank you for the awesome pirate radio shirt. I wear it with pride. You look great, man. By, and we should say, by the way, you have like dedicated yourself to health because I follow you online, and you've lost it. Like I guess you got serious about getting in shape a, a couple years ago, um, and you've lost a ton of weight, haven't you? I have, as I'm sitting here eating a barbecue <laughs> shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you look like a different part. It's incredible the transformation that you've had. Spin classes work. Or as I tell some people, if you actually use the gym membership that you that you bought, some things can pretty cool things can happen. Well, <laughs> you're looking great, and I, I love it when you wear a gear, so that makes you look even better in my eyes. But uh, keep up the good work, Nui, and we'll talk again down the road. All right, everybody, Eastern North Carolina is happy that you you know you guys are doing what you're doing. Keep doing it, go Pirates, baby! Thanks, man. All the best. All right, now, bye-bye. All right, Nui Scruggs join us on the live line there. Fly from the Super Bowl. What a cool opportunity, as we said, uh, to be able to cover that live. You know, it's kind of a, uh, as he said, bucket list item for many folks to be able to do it as your job every single year. That's that's pretty cool. So we'll uh, always love Nui, man. What a great dude. Just a uh, super nice guy and uh, glad to be able to catch up with him. We'll take a break. Let's go into uh, – a timeout, Shirley. We'll come back. We'll get ready to wrap up hour one. Head over to hour two. Coming up in hour two, another awesome guy that I love in this business that we haven't talked to in a while. It's like a reunion show. Mark Packer, the Pac Man. What's he been up to? We'll find out coming up in a little bit. PRL rolls on right after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. All right. Thanks, Charlie. Not having a low blood sugar moment, are you? No. Why? Seeing you crushing those nuts over there. So we'll make sure everything's okay. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Stop crushing exactly. those nuts. No, I mean, it's good. Like It's good protein. It is good protein. No. And there's bo- they're Bo-Bat- Bo's nuts. They're Bobat's nuts. Yeah. Oh, can't, well, get, can't get enough. Of yeah, I'm get a crushing Bobatz's nuts. <laughs> you got a whole plate full over there. Yeah, no, this is yeah, no, You've been this doing is it for like two hours. Yeah, well, I'm hungry. All right, I think you're stress eating. I'm worried about you. No, what happened is I had gone to get some lunch, mm-hmm. and I had gotten a roast beef sandwich, and I asked for four packets of sauce. Mm-hmm. Well, they put ketchup in my bag and not the sauce that I had asked for. I cannot eat a roast beef sandwich plain or with ketchup oh you're so, a prima donna Jeez. i i'm a very picky eater and i could not eat that sandwich therefore i gave it to chandler and i was hungry and we had bows nuts so i got you i just want to make sure you're eating because you're hungry not just eating because you're like stressed or something no yeah. no all right no because if i was stressed i'd be yelling at you and i'm not doing that not yet yeah. <laughs> We've, we've hey, we still got two more hours of the show. Two, we've gone all week without a workplace incident. We're doing good here. Yes, it's been zero yeah. days since it's, I've yelled at Charlie. I know, it's awesome. Uh, did you get my Coach K cut? I remember asking no. for that earlier. All right, oh, I don't even know it was labeled. Well, I have you to go ha- we and ran look it for before. It. You've had, we've had yeah, it. Yeah, I know we had it before. Right. I just don't know how find, it's labeled. Find it for the next hour. Run it after Mark Packer. I think Shirley is against Coach K. I think she was one of those Carolina fans the other night screaming F Coach K. You love Duke. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's All right. funny. All right. We'll find, we'll find it for the next hour. I love that. I love Coach K talking about East Carolina. Uh, coming up soon, Mark Packer, too. He'll join us uh, in just a little bit. But, uh, man, this hour has flown by, hour one. Thanks to Newey Scruggs for joining us live from the Super Bowl. Also, um, as we said, coming up, hour two, Mark Packer, hour three, Stephen Igo. And you might, if you're just tuning in, you missed our big announcement. We're bringing it back, the Pirate Radio's Player Lounge. This time we're doing the baseball edition. We got the baseball guy signed and ready to go. We made the official announcement today. The newest Pirate Radio athletes, welcome aboard Bryson Worrell, Zach Agnos, C.J. Mayhew, Ryder Giles, and Carson Wisenhunt. So those guys are so going to be with us Very proud. all season long. I know, I always <laughs> screw up people's names. I was per- that was a perfect delivered pitch of their names. That was right down very the middle. Good. Strike! You batted a thousand yeah, right there. that was perfect. I've known to screw up a name or two. Uh, that time it was perfect. And uh, it'll be perfect when they're here next week as we uh, have them again in studio. Every Monday during the season, we're going to talk ECU baseball and not talk about ECU baseball, but talk ECU baseball with the guys playing ECU baseball. So I always think that's uh, interesting, entertaining, informative, and fun for our listeners. So a real treat to have those guys be part of the Pirate Radio team this year. We look forward to bringing that to you. First time ever for the baseball team being able to do this. Yeah, just like we 
talked football with the players that played football in the fall. And I think that was a great hit here on Pirate Radio. I think a lot of people like that, getting to dive into their you know personal life and yeah. and uh, getting the behind-the-scenes look from the players' perspective. And we're going to do that same thing with e- with ECU baseball players, probably the most successful program we have here at uh, East Carolina in the most recent years. So looking forward to talking to those guys. And those baseball players usually have you know great personalities, mm-hmm. colorful personalities. And I think we picked the right ones. I mean, and just good guys. Like I mean, great they're guys. Just, I mean, fun. Hey, you saw guys interacted with them some in the studio earlier today. Just a good group of dudes. You know, I agree. And they they genuinely seem to like hanging out with each other. Yeah. And that was what I I noticed. Um, aside from the fact that when you brought them the Pirate Nation shirts mm-hmm. that so they could uh, take that picture. Yeah. And I looked up, and next thing I know, all of them are shirtless. And I was like, what is going on? Because I forgot you gave them the shirts right, to right. put on. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here in well, the studio. Well, when you have physiques like them, they don't mind taking their shirts off. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I was also. Sellers get a little hot under the collar. No, I was just like, oh, my God. I was like. Some of those guys look like football players. Yeah, they're They cut. are. They're built. Yeah. And not and just I'm that, just... but they're tall. Like Bryson Worrell is oh, like. Oh, Bryson Worrell's jacked. Jeez. Yeah, he could play football. He looks like he could be a tight end. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, well, when I train, got up. I will say, uh, preseason, they train like the football. Or off season, they train like the football. But team. the mission oh, yeah. week? Yeah, oh, yeah. The mission yeah. week is. Yeah, absolutely. From what I understand, is really brutal. It's like brutal. Correct. Yeah, but I just, you know, when I got up this morning to get ready to come to work, the one thing I thought I would not. Yeah, you know, I didn't think I would see, like, a practical Chippendales. <laughs> set up here in the studio i well, mean it just kind of took me all, you know. i can be farley and, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what i'll just say friday <laughs> a great sketch friday i'm gonna have uh cj clip and chandler take their shirts off for you and you can compare uh, no but, let's so, not do that we'll let's, let's not and say we'll we did you up and then we'll bring you back down surely let's not and say we did <laughs> so, <laughs> so it just you, it was a little you keep your shirt on though my, please <laughs> trust me that's not a problem <laughs> I just was, you know, so here I am talking, you know, we had one of our interns in here and I was talking to him about something. I look up and next thing yeah. I know, there's, Surely you know, five half naked guys in the, the studio. Were in the studio. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Oh, that's too funny, Shirley. Mm. Yeah. Some, uh, they're very, very in shape. We'll say that. So, yeah, they, yeah. They are very in shape. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Mark Packer coming up next. But uh, I went out to my car because I thought I had one of those Southern Fried Football koozies. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they gave away uh, like a crap ton of those. I still have the shirt and a decal. Yeah. So I, I went to my car thinking I was getting that. Instead, it's a guy we talked to yesterday. The David Glenn Show. Yeah. Remember this, Troy D? I did, I did. Big tailgate tour. I, I love David, but he kind of ripped off Packer trying oh, to do yeah, his yeah, You remember that? Yeah, yeah like, I remember that. It wasn't the si- Southern Fry Football Tour. And as I said, I love DG. We had him on yesterday. Yeah. But that was a knockoff of what Packer did. Yeah. And it wasn't nearly the same. Yeah, but I thought I was getting Southern Fried Football. Instead, I got the Big Tail yeah. Tour. So I still have my Southern Fried Football Tour uh, shirt. Um, it's uh, you wanted Dr Pepper and you got Mr Fizz or whatever. They Mr Pib. Yeah, Mr Pib. That's it. Yeah, Mr Fizz. Yeah. What is that? That could be a new brand, Mr Fizz. Isn't there one called like Doctor Thunder or something like that? Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be a knockoff of Doctor Pepper. Yeah. Okay. I I thought I remembered that name, but. All right, let's let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's hook up with Mark Packer. Uh, he is a. I tell you what, if you know him, you know you're in for a treat. If you don't know him, you're in for a treat. Stay tuned. We'll get you up to date. The latest with the Pac Man from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mark Packer joins us for the first time in years here back on Pirate Radio. We'll be back right after this. 
you're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. Those guys do a great job, University Sportswear. The leaders in custom screen printing and embroidery in the East, based right here in Greenville, NC. You need custom gear for your group, organization, or business. Go to who everyone else uses, University Sportswear. Just like us here at Pirate Radio. We do. Yep, and that's why our stuff looks great. Um, man, I could have used a protein bar. I should have brought a protein bar. You're Keep getting, the energy flowing. I, uh, you're, got, got, you're getting plenty of protein with those nuts. I know. I saw Shirley eating the nuts. I was like, all right, I'll go get some in the back. Because I, I was a better decision than the Pringles, which you were eating. Yeah. So I'm trying to make better life decisions. Had a good lunch at Clean Eats today. It was very healthy. Nice. Um, I was talking about Clean Eats earlier today. Yeah. Shirley was wanting to know some healthier options. Yeah, Clean Eats is clean good, eat, Shirley. Yeah. You've been there lately? You should try that. No, I was talking about salads specifically. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there are not too many places where you can get a decent salad. Yeah, well, quite a few, actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 you no, know, no. Good, tiebreakers has a good salad. My type of salad, not your type of salad. What's your type of salad? I like the basics. Lettuce, cheese, cucumbers. Okay. No tomatoes. Well, I'm sure you can find no that tomatoes. in most places. I'm, I'm very picky about where I eat my You're salad. picky about everything, Shirley. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Yeah. Did you find Coach K yet? No, I told you. <laughs> Damn it. I'm go- you know what? I'm going to take that Coach K and All shove right. it up where the sun don't shine. Uh, a little bit earlier, his schedule is crazy, so we had to work around it uh, because he's freaking on the air all the time uh mark packer the pack man i uh, had a chance to catch up with him just uh moments before we went on the air here's how it sounded when we talked to our old friend mark the pack man packer and let's go out to the uh, pirate radio live line talk to one of my favorite people in the media business and uh just one of my favorite people around he's a great guy it's been a while since we've caught and got a chance to talk to him and catch up uh longtime pirate radio listeners will rem- remember him as the host of prime time with the pac-man one of the best radio shows we ever had here on pirate radio he's the one and only mark packer the pac-man pac welcome back troy how you doing pirate nation i hope all is well it has been a long time but it's always good talking a little east carolina a little college sports a little bit who knows where we're going to go into interview but uh, it's always fun having a good conversation i'm Ma- sure i do miss catching up with you and uh I, I tell you what mark people still ask me i still come across folks and i know it's been years since you were at wfnz and doing the prime time with the pac-man show and we had such a great run with that with you guys being an affiliate here down east and with the Southern Fried Football Tour, I cannot tell you, even though it's been a while, people still talk about that. Uh, well, that's good because it's funny. I'll get pictures. People will send me a note every now and then, for like a T-shirt from like 2002 with the Southern Fried Football Tour uh, schedule on the back. I'm like, man, you need to go burn that thing. That thing's 20 years old, for <laughs> crying out loud. But uh, those were great times, and we had so much fun in East Carolina, and the tailgating's absolutely been fantastic there, and the barbecue is the world's best, and uh, again, the, the good news is the football is starting to get better, which is even better. So, yeah. But we've had so many good times in East Carolina. It, it, one of these days, I'm going to write a book when I'm done with this crazy, stupid uh, world of radio and TV, and 
Uh, there'll be some stories to be told on that tour now. That was unbelievable. Well, we'll have to have you back for a book tour on that one for sure. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mark Packer joined us from Charlotte, North Carolina. He is known as the Pac-Man. Uh, Pac, I remember when you stepped away from your radio show and you had told me, hey, look, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. I just need a break. I might do something out of my house. And and this was like a long time ago. I was like, out of your house? How do you even do that? You know, you're ahead of your time, Pack. Now everybody wants to work from home with the COVID stuff. Uh, and you've really had a, a great niche now. you got to run for folks that are wondering if they don't know what you're doing now. You've got multiple national platforms. You're uh, daily on the ACC network with West Durham. You've got a national show on Sirius XM Radio. Things have really turned out great for you. Uh, yes. I guess. I mean, you know, sometimes it's dumb luck as opposed to what you actually have a plan to do. Uh, I can't beat the commute. That's for sure. I got 16 steps to navigate up and down uh, to get to uh, the studio. And ironically, um, man, so much has happened since FNZ. It's not even funny. And it's hard to believe that was 2010, I think, is when I stepped away from FNZ. So we're coming up on 12 years. So it's been a long, long time ago. But you know, I just thought it was time, to be honest with you. It was just one of those deals where, hey, it's a great run. It was a lot of fun. But, you you know, you get challenged in your life, whether it be a personal thing or a professional thing, and you just kind of look for new challenges. And so I look for one, and I've got one. I have a great gig on SiriusXM, and they've been uh, so easy to work for and work with. And, you know, basically I can do a radio show from your bathroom if necessary. But I was driving through Greenville. As long as the Internet works, we can make that happen. And, again, they've been great to work with. And this ACC network thing uh, was kind of a, a dice roll thing on my end where um, SiriusXM was going to create these new conference channels. And I was already doing the, the off-campus show, and uh, they were going to do one for the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12. And I went to the boss and said, hey, I got an idea. And he was like, you want to do another show? I said, yeah. And he goes, well, I said, on the ACC channel. And he said, are you sure? I said, I do want to do it. And, and the concept I had in my head was I knew that the ACC network was in the works at some point in time that they were going to try to get that thing off the ground. And I was thinking, well, if we're any good on radio, maybe ESPN would have an interest in putting this radio show on television. And uh, so when I came up with the idea to do something on the ACC radio network channel, if you will, for SiriusXM, they asked me, well, who would you like to work with? And I said, well, I've got an idea. I have no idea if he has any interest in doing it. And I mentioned Wes Durham. They said, well, find out if he has an interest and we'll move forward. I said, okay. So I called up Wes. And, and Wes and I had never worked together, uh, but we've known each other for a long, long time with his dad being Woody and mine being Billy. We've, you know, we've had enough uh, interactions to know each other, but we really never worked with each other. So the whole thing perfectly meshed and we got it off the ground uh the serious part of it was easy and then ironically uh sure enough espn and the acc network come up with this idea to put this thing on television and they contacted uh, us and said hey we think this uh, chemistry works it might work for tv so long story made short what was a goofy crazy idea has morphed into not only a radio show but it's now morphed into a television show and espn um wanted to do it from our house and i'm like well how are you going to do that because i mean again a radio show you know we can paint the picture of a room made of gold even though it could be a couch and you know dilapidated the beer cans and anything else that may be in there but they came in and looked at where i did the radio show and they're like oh yeah we can make this work and so they basically turned my basement which was just nothing more than a room full of a couch a couple dogs and a table and all my junk 
and they've morphed it into a television studio. So I got four television cameras, 29 lights, uh, the production facility, which is in Posadas uh, in the garage, and it's turned into a television show. So again, you never know. Sometimes a, a goofy idea works, and um, the rest is history. That's where yeah, that's awesome. And uh, as you said, the shortest commute in all of uh, media. Ever, <laughs> ever. I mean, you know, so uh, then this COVID thing hit and became the trendy thing that everybody works from home. And I'm like, well, I didn't need COVID to tell you that this is the way to go, but. Um, so all that just kind of worked out the way it did. But I've been very fortunate, but I really work with a lot of really talented, smart, great people that make all this stuff happen. We're talking to Mark Packer. He is the Pac-Man. Of course, uh, Pac, longtime friend here at Pirate Radio. Great to catch up with him again. And Pac, as you know, I grew up, uh, we're similar in age probably. You might be a little bit, you're probably older than me, but not too much older. Um, but I grew up watching your dad on TV when it was back with the ACC Jefferson Pilot you know, type of network and uh, the legendary calls he had. And you've been around college athletics your whole life. How do you see things change? It just seems like college athletics, especially over the last couple of years, is changing faster than ever with the NIL deals, with the transfer portal, with the money involved. Uh, as you take a step back and look at what college athletics has become over the past few years, do you like where it's headed or are you concerned where it's headed? Um, all the above. And, and you know, the, the sports that we grew up with, Troy, the, the way we enjoyed it, it's over. That day is over. It's not a matter of, hey, can we tweak it to come? No, no, it's done. And I said the other day on our radio show on, on Sirius XM, I said, the genie is not only out of the bottle, but we forgot where we put the bottle. So don't even think about trying to put it back. It's over. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of people turned off by it. I get it. I totally understand it. Uh, there's a lot of people that believe it's long overdue, that student athletes should be paid. I get that part, too. But that is the world that we're living in. And if you don't like it, hopefully you can go find something that you do enjoy because it's not going back to the way it was. And we basically have a front row seat to watch the complete total overhaul of college athletics. Now, where it goes, Troy, I really don't know. I've always thought uh, in the last five or six years that eventually we're going to have anywhere from 40 to 50 teams play big-time college football, and that's it. We won't have to worry basically about what the ACC or the SEC or the Pac-12 looks like because we're going to have about 50 teams to play. And what I mean by that is it doesn't mean that smaller schools can't play. No, you'll have a, t- you'll have a league and you'll have all that stuff going on, but the big boys are about ready to change the entire landscape. And they're the ones that are you know rolling the dice with uh, crazy uh, budgets for recruiting and stadium and facility upgrades and $10 million a year for coaches, and, and that will be the universe of quote-unquote big boy football, big boy athletics. And then for everybody else, hey, if you can't afford a 100,000-seat stadium or to pay your coach 5 to $10 million, then hey, there'll be a world for you too, and, and you'll be able to coexist and so forth. But don't think that, you know, hey, what works for um, Texas A&M works for roast beef A&M. That, that no longer exists. So yeah. we are on the front row of watching a complete transformation of college sports and a hundred years from now, uh, when they're looking back at the history of college sports or whatever's left of it, they will talk about, well, when the pandemic hit in 2020, look what happened the next couple years. And this is how it changed. And that is exactly where we find ourselves, whether it's better. I think it's too early to comment. Yes or no. If you're so used to the old ways, you're going to hate it. 
uh, if you're a little bit more of a modern thinker, you're going to think, hey, it's about time. This is going to be a lot of fun. So kind of depends on which side of the fence you're on with that one. Yeah, I know, and it's tough for a school like East Carolina because ECU, as you know, has a proud history and tradition, considers themselves uh, you know, one of the big boys in football, competes with them on a regular basis, 50,000-seat stadium, tremendous support, but isn't in that you know, Power 5 fraternity right now. It's on the outside looking in, but isn't a small school either. It isn't, it's It's kind of in the middle. It's, it's one of those fringe programs that there's a few of in this country that could end up potentially getting left behind if all these changes happen. Troy, I remember having a conversation with you years and years ago. And I remember telling you, hey, there's going to be a point where we're going to see expansion. And we talked about where does East Carolina fall. And I kept saying to you, hey, you know what? Right now, East Carolina's in a tough spot. Because from an ACC perspective, it doesn't add anything to already the television equation. Uh, It doesn't mean they can't compete. We've seen that before. I mean, that's not up for debate. Um, You know, we've even seen stuff like West Virginia fans going, well, we we don't want to be in the Big 12. We want to be over here. You know, you got to find a landing spot. And, you know, you still got to be supportive of your team, whether you have a 50,000-seat stadium, whether it seats 5,000, whether it seats 105,000. So we're going through a complete, total transformation here. So um, I think it's a scary time for a lot of athletic departments because I think uh, if they are not part of the gravy train, you look around and you say, hey, where does our revenue come from? We're supporting all these sports up and above football and men's basketball and where does the revenue come from? You know, quite frankly, the answer is it doesn't. You know, it doesn't mean you can't have a really good women's uh, rowing team uh, or tennis team uh, or a men's uh, soccer team. You can have all that, but again, it all comes down to the almighty dollar. And you either have it or you don't. Uh, whether your tradition is awesome or whether it stinks. I mean, you're either part of the equation or you're not. So I think there's a lot of nervous folks in college athletics wondering hey, name, image, and likeness is a whole different animal. Uh, The transfer portal for all these coaches is a nightmare and then some. We have no regulation. The NCAA completely fell apart. What does that turn into? Is there an organization that does control any of this? There are so many unknowns as far as rules and regulations that, you know, we just got done with a national signing day where Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, you know, loses his mind with the media and Everything else that NIL had nothing to do with his class. He's out of his mind. It has everything to do with his class. It has everything to do with every signing class moving forward. I mean, this is now all of a sudden, as of July 1, 2021, when name, image, and likeness hit the market, it is now the new norm. So if you have the ability to take advantage of no rules, go for it. If you don't, then you got to do the best you can. So, yeah, it's a nervous time, Troy, I think, for a lot of people, even if you're on the good side of the argument about where in the world we're headed with college athletics. You mentioned Jimbo Fisher pack. And I was wondering about that. How does a guy that, you know, is in the spotlight all the time. You think had would have thick skin by now, especially the major programs he's been at. And as long as he's been at coaching, let's a guy named slice bread on a message board, get under his skin like that. Well, I don't think it was as much that part that got under his skin. I think what got under his skin uh, was fellow coaches within his own league. Uh, when he hears comments from Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban, uh, specifically guys that he competes with every single year, and he hears comments about, uh, hey, here's what you could do, should do, not do. I think that's what bothered him. Uh, and, again, the problem I had with Jimbo's rant the other day was I know that almost 100% of what he said was accurate except for the one part where he said, 
hey, name, image, and likeness had nothing to do with this year's class. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you're right, because uh, we went from winning, uh, losing four games last year uh, to now signing the greatest class in the history of college football. That, that happens all the time, right? I mean, come on. I mean, it's okay to admit that, hey, these are the rules. We're not breaking any rules. Right. And he didn't. They haven't broken the first rule. Yeah. Hey, it's all above board. And, I mean, it was just, just a couple of weeks prior to that uh, that Jimbo was saying, hey, in the old days, uh, you know, all this stuff was uh, under the table. Now it's above board. And wait a minute. It can't be one and then the other two weeks later. So let's cut the nonsense. It is all above board. And if you've got, um, you know, dollars on the side and an organization's uh, put to the, to, the, to the edge with boosters, that can uh, help influence a student-athlete, and they can get paid, hey, go for it. There's no rules against that. So, again, it's the world that we're living in now. And for the old-school fan, uh, they look at that and cringe probably and go, man, that's just not the way it's supposed to be. Well, woulda, coulda, shoulda, that's the way it is now. And you better adapt to it or else you're going to be left behind. Yeah, times they'd be a-changing. I mean, what is legal now uh, gave SMU the death penalty back in the day, which was done under the table. Now the same stuff can be done in the in daylight, and it's legal. And it's fine. Right. So uh, it's it's definitely right. a new day. Uh, Pack, you cover the ACC for a living. Uh, where you see the ACC going with uh, who's going to take it for basketball this year? I saw Duke throttled. North Carolina over the weekend didn't exactly have a, um, a a great game last night against UVA. Let one slip away there. Uh, where do you see the ACC this year? Well, you know, in my lifetime, I've never seen it this down from a national perspective. There's one team ranked in the top 25. That's Duke. You mentioned they lose last night at home to Virginia. Uh, the fact that there's only one team ranked in the top 25, and like I said, in my adult lifetime, I don't ever remember ever seeing a, a, or having a conversation about ACC men's basketball in February when you said, hey, we got one team ranked this week. I mean, so it is going to be a fist fight. Everybody's looking for the infamous quad one win, which is basically what Virginia got last night at Duke. Uh, you get a school like North Carolina, who's 0-7 in quad one games uh, heading into tonight going down to Clemson. So there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, Notre Dame is tied for first place in the ACC at 9-3, and but yet they're 61 in the net rankings. That won't get them in the tournament, even though they got a win against Kentucky on the resume. So there's still a ton of basketball to be played. But to think that this ACC season is like the other ones would be about as wrong as you can get. This is a season of which I have never seen before. And how many teams can get in the tournament? I don't know, four, five maybe? Uh, best-case scenario, maybe six if everything falls into place. But uh, it's not like the years past. But Duke is certainly good enough to get to a Final Four despite what they did last night. And, Pack, it's Super Bowl, Bowl week. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about that. Who you like in the Super Bowl? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> seriously. It's, uh, uh, Joe Burrow is kind of a cool story. Got a chance to follow him a little bit with the SiriusXM gig when LSU won it all a couple of years ago. He's an interesting guy to follow. Uh, the Rams' defensive front just seems like it's just too much for Cincinnati's offensive line. But you know what? I kind of felt the same way when the, the Bengals were going to Kansas City and they found a way to win. So like every like every year for the Super Bowl, I just want to be entertained. I mean, I don't want to be sitting there at halftime going, man, it's 34-13. to 13. What else is on tonight? So I just, I just hope it's a good game. Seriously, I mean, the outcome is not going to affect my life one way or the other. I'm not a gambler. I don't play fantasy sports. So I don't worry about any of that junk. Um I just wanted it to be a good game. So I mean, whoever wins, so be it. I mean, 
That's the way it works for me. You're coming today from us from uh, your home in Charlotte, and uh, Charlotte is still the world headquarters of NASCAR. How much do you still pay attention to NASCAR at all? I know you used to talk about it some on the show, and you'd have some of the guys there as, as guests occasionally. But what about NASCAR nowadays? They're trying to reinvent themselves. I saw the, I don't want to say gimmick. I thought it was interesting what they did in the L.A. Coliseum, but they're also trying to blend entertainment with it. And I guess they're trying to stay relevant. They're trying to evolve. What do you think about uh, the future of NASCAR? Uh, you know what? They kind of got away from what made them great, right? I mean, they kind of got away from their roots. And again, it's, there's nothing wrong with rolling the dice and trying to improve yourself. But, you know, when they did that, uh, they kind of alienated the old NASCAR fan. Um, and, and again, I, I watched some of what they did out at the Coliseum and that was fine, you know, but, you know, that, that, it all still comes down to racing, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I, again, I'm not an expert in this field, but I, I like to be entertained. But, when it comes to your sport, sometimes you don't need to reinvent the wheel. What you need to be is good at what you do. And what NASCAR needs to do, in my opinion, is go back to racing. I mean, who cares about what celebrity shows up? I could care less about seeing uh, some musical act. You know, I don't need to see a concert before a race. If I want to go see a concert, I'd go to a concert. I don't need to go to a NASCAR race. So, I think they've kind of reinvented themselves, or at least tried to, but I think at the end of the day, it's just no different than what me and you do every day on radio. It still comes down to doing what it is you do. And you can give me all the Carnival Act stuff you want, and that's all fun and good, but that to me is like a short-term solution that you hope to find a spike. At the end of the day, you got to have great racers, you got to have great cars, you got to have drivers with personality, and then go race. And go entertain me with racing. I know that's a unique concept, but I think NASCAR kind of jumped the shark years ago, and now they're paying the price for it. Yeah. Well, Pac, you're so busy. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you squeezing us in with this, just being able to find time to be able to do this interview today. What do you do now? you got multiple national shows you're hosting. What do you do for free time, and do you have any free time? Well, what is free time? Here's what the day looks like. I mean, a typical day... Uh, actually starts the night before because uh, when I finish with a radio show, it's normally 7 o'clock. Uh, by the time I even walk up my 16 steps, uh, if I'm lucky enough and my wife still loves me, she'll have dinner. I'll eat that, get caught up with her, and then I start working on the TV show right after dinner till about, I don't know, 10 o'clock with just some ideas, thoughts, where we're going. We go back and forth with the crew up in Bristol uh, I try to get some sleep, which has uh, never been easy for me. And then I'm up at 4 a.m. Uh, normally every day with the dogs, and we start working again. Then the TV show starts at 7. TV show ends at 10. We have a production meeting afterwards. I normally go for a walk just to clear my head for about an hour. Uh, and then I start working on the radio show, uh, which starts you know from 4 to 7 on Sirius XM84. And so prepping for uh, you know a solo radio show that normally is like 11, 15 to yeah, normally around this time, three for thirty, something like that, give or take, and um, and then their show starts at four. I mean, so that's literally every day. So for everybody, thinks, oh, what a glamorous life! It's got to be so cool, I, dude. I never come leave the basement. I mean, it's basically the story. Um, it's a great commute, but that's basically every day, Monday through Friday. I'm not complaining about it, but that's just the way it works. Everybody thinks it's oh, it's got to be so cool, but 
mean, you just grind all the time. I just, yeah. nothing more than read, 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 and, and make notes, and hopefully you use some of them. Yeah, and what people don't realize that, that aren't in this business, even though, you know, you're not laying bricks for a living, you're not on a DOT crew, it's not physical, but boy, it is mentally exhausting. And there's a lot of days where I just get home where there's six, seven o'clock, and I'm just like gassed, just mentally, you know, and I know you got to feel like that all the time. Weekends, thank God for a weekend, you can kind of recharge a little bit. Well, and plus, ironically, weekends, especially football season, I mean, Saturday might be the busiest day of the day uh, between doing interviews or whatever the case may be, but, you know, beginning at high noon on Saturday and ending at uh, basically 2 a.m. Sunday morning watching every college football game known to man, including the Pac-12 stuff, because that's what I cover on, the, you know, the Sirius XM thing. It's, you know, coast-to-coast, the college stuff. You know, your Saturday is not even a day off anymore for the fall. And yeah. during the hoop season, like this past weekend, we had like nine or ten great college basketball games. You know you're going to be talking about it on Monday. So uh, it, it, it's like you said, I, I, would I rather be doing this and digging ditches? You bet, because I would don't want any part of any of that nonsense. But, I mean, it is a full plate uh, for about six and a half days a week. And, uh, you know, you try to find some free time. And, you know, the best part about it is when it's time to actually go on a vacation, I totally unplug and disappear from the world and, that's for me, that's the you know the week or two or three or whatever the case may be that you kind of get away from all of this stuff. Yeah, I'll see some of your pictures on Twitter when you're on vacation. I'll be like, damn, that place looks nice. <laughs> like I need to, well, I need to start. I will say, now, the advantage of what I'm doing is it gives you the ability to really, literally leave the planet when you need to go get away from stuff. So that's been a cool thing about it. But you know, I love what I do. And like everybody else, you, you know, you can't do this job if you don't really, truly love what you do. And it really isn't work. It's just, um, it's just you're constantly busy, and you got to understand that, hey, that's just the way it is. And, um, you know, I'd rather be busy than waiting for the phone to ring, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. How, Pat, before you hang it up for good, Pack, how about, like, maybe we do, before you retire and do whatever you want to do for fun all the what, time. What is, what is, what is retirement? <laughs> I know. I, I, you don't strike me as a guy that's going to retire. So that's, Well, here's the problem. i got two girls, and they both ended up going to Clemson out of state. So I told my wife, I said, well, uh, you know, if we live nine miles south of Charlotte, it could be in-state tuition. That, so I figured that cost me about $400,000 uh, with the girls going out of state. And then I realized I finally got that paid off, and now I'm good to go. And then I realized for my wife, well, you know, the girls are going to get married, and it's going to be our responsibility to take care of the wedding. So I'm like, well, you know, at this rate, I think we're going to be working until I'm like 92 years old. Yeah. I mean, they're going to put me on a ventilator just to keep doing stupid radio shows. It might have been better just to buy another house across the border there in South Carolina and save that in-state tuition. Man, what a mess. But that's uh, life, man. Yeah. All right. Before you slow down then, let's say, because you're not going to retire, I want to do a re- – we need a reunion Southern Fried football tour one more time before, you know, the Pac-Man hangs it up. You know, where we you can hit the big games of the weekend. Doesn't have to be this season, but just sometime before, like we all get too old and can't do it anymore. What do you say? One reunion for one season of the best games of the weekend. I can't even think that far down the road. I really can't. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Much less uh, uh, Southern Fried Football Part Two. But you know, I still have it trademarked. I still own the name. I still own the logo. It's on the back burner. I just haven't found enough free time to bring that out of mothballs and to do it again. But that was so much fun doing that tour. That was just, um, oh, my God, the stories I could tell. And one of these days, you just never know. Like I said, when I'm done officially with all this nonsense, I am going to write a book. I've got notes from every radio show I've ever done, uh, back from primetime all the way through the Sirius XM stuff. And um, so one of these days when I'm finally done, put my feet up, 
and uh, have some peace and quiet. I'm going to just go through those notepads, notes, crazy stories, and jot them all down, and we'll make a book out of it. God, that'd be great. I'd lo- that's one book I'd definitely love to read, Pack. Uh, the stories you would have would be amazing. Uh, we do open up with NC State in football this year in Greenville, and I don't know how many more times State's going to come to Greenville. You know, the, the schedule gets a little weird down the road. So if you want to make it, you know, we will roll out the purple carpet for you if you'd like to come to Greenville one more time for East Carolina NC State to open up the season. It's a great opener for both teams, I think. And the fact that the Pirates, you know, won four to five, it's a shame the bowl game got canceled, but that was a crazy world we were living in with the COVID stuff. Uh, Coach has done a nice job. He's got people excited, which is good. East Carolina fans deserve good football after some of the, 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 the tough lean years since those days. Uh, so that's always great to see. I love the fact that that game is being played. I love the fact that you can have home and home series. It doesn't have to be played in Charlotte. You come to Greenville, we'll go to Raleigh, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's a great college football opener. State should be really good. I suspect that they're going to get a ton of national love, much like North Carolina did in the offseason last year. Of course, the Heels were able to uh, put up with the hype, and it fell flat on their face. I think East Carolina is waiting in the weeds. And, again, that those are the kind of games that make college football so great. And we get it right in week one, which is tremendous for everybody. Pat, God bless you, man. Great catching up today. And, you know, if you're ever down east, hit me up. You know, we'll take good care of you. And uh, great to hear your voice again on Pirate Radio. And appreciate what you do. And uh, look forward to connecting with you down the road. You got it, Troy. Always a pleasure. And, again, uh, thanks to everybody out there at Pirate Nation for the support for all these years. And keep on rocking. All right, there he is, the Pac-Man, Mark Packer. Man, I miss that dude. What a great guy. Uh, I love I loved his radio show out of Charlotte. The whole whack pack he had, QCB and all the guys, um, they had that phone line. People could call in and leave crazy voicemails. This is a little before your time, Chandler. But uh, surely I know you remember it. Man, it was a fun radio show, and it's one of those shows that has a big impact on people because people still talk about it. They still ask me about the Southern Fried Football Tour. It probably hasn't been around in 15 years, if not longer. Um, and yet people still talk about it. Well, I also think it was, I mean, for a while there, it was like appointment radio. I mean, everybody tuned in to listen to the Pac-Man because he was, you know, very knowledgeable, obviously, with uh, his relationship with his dad and and the region that he's in. And uh, he, you know, there were topics that we always, you know, covered, which was the ACC and uh, and other things. Of course, they they covered the Charlotte Hornets and other things as well. But uh, I, I enjoyed his show because Packer tells it like it is. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have other radio hosts that do the same, but for whatever reason, when he says it, it just carries more weight. Yeah, it was, it was a fun, fun program, but great to hear from him. I have to get him uh, on this program a little bit more often. Always fun catching up with Mark Packer, the Pac-Man. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we've got it. We found it. Shirley has done the work. But you take the credit. As requested. She has delivered. Something We're going to have uh, Coach K loves East Carolina. And East Carolina fans, I think, love Coach K. We'll hear from Coach K and his thoughts on ECU. It's a tribute to Coach K. Trying to... From the shameful Carolina fans that F-bombed Coach K. I hope you feel good about yourself. Disgusting display in the Dean Dome. Let me tell you something. Who would be mad as hell about that? A guy named Dean Smith. Dean Smith would be irate. 
if you did that on his watch, he would have grabbed the microphone at the Dean Dome and told y'all to shut the bleep up. That's what Dean Smith would have done. Hubert Davis, he's no Dean Smith. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Troy. show is flying by as we uh, down the stretch for hour two. In case you're tuned in late. Hour one, our buddy Newey Scruggs live from the Super Bowl. Just heard from Mark Packer, the Pac-Man, coming up in hour three. Steven Igo scheduled to appear in studio. I go with us. What's that? I go in with us. Yes. I, you know, and I see I go a lot. We talk, but I haven't like been on with him there in a while. So that'd be kind of like a reunion of sorts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking forward to catching up with I go and uh, coming up Wednesday on the program. Got a good lineup Wednesday. Who you got? I was wondering if you're going to ask. I wasn't. Who do you got? I'll tell you Wednesday. Oh. No, I do. You're not going to tease it. Uh, at the end uh, of the yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got the big man on campus. Jeff Nadeau. Jeff Nadeau. A lot, because a lot of people do like to gamble, I understand, especially this time of year with the Super Bowl. A lot of bets to be made. Chandler, you're a guy that may like to make a wager or two, perhaps, I've heard. Yeah. You I'm like, not like some people, though. I'm, I'm not too crazy with it. Wouldn't you like to know what Nadeau thinks as far as this game? Get some free betting advice. Yes, I would love to. I would love to. He's pretty good at this stuff. It's like all he does is... is follow yeah and lines college and, college basketball is his number one go-to yeah. uh but i mean that doesn't mean he doesn't know other sports and uh can't wait to hear what he thinks about this week's super bowl so we'll see if nadu has any locks for us that'd be good yeah we'll see uh also scheduled jeff charles the voice of the pirates we yeah know him he'll be fresh off his visit to tulsa pirates taking on tulsa tonight in basketball can they bounce back they need a bounce back game in the worst way Cool, neat story. Pirates need to bounce back. Can they do it tonight in Oklahoma? On the road, I don't like the chance. Mm. And I also don't like that the the spread has gone up a point and a half since yesterday. Also scheduled for Wednesday, Bryce Williams. My buddy, Big Bryce. We'll go go outdoors. We will go outdoors with Big Bryce. It's been a while since I've been on with Bryce. So this will be good. It's like reunion shows all of a sudden. A great show yesterday, in case you missed, it's archived online. LRB, Brian Bailey, Molly, David Glenn. This has been a strong week right here. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not hosting daily like you used to. I know. So, I mean, it is a reunion tour. Yeah, you're right. If you think I'm about here, it. but not here all the time. No. Yeah. You're doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Yeah. You're, you're a busy guy. It's good to get my hands dirty again like this. Yeah. So. I missed this. All right. Um, 
We were talking earlier about the Duke situation. Duke, man, just kind of laying an egg at the end Woo. of the game against uh, Virginia. Happy for our guy, Jaden Gardner. Yeah. Um, and it brought back the memories of when I had a chance to talk to Coach K after a game. It was after the East Carolina game in Cameron Indoor. It was kind of cool being able to get a question in. Was this 2013? I have to go back and look at the year. I need Shirley. CJ I need, CJ, I need you answering the phones for now on and letting Shirley produce. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty hey, Shirley, sure. Let CJ answer the phones while he's back there, and you stick with me. Can't, it's hard. Old habits are hard to break, aren't they? Just aggravating. Um, all right, what year was that when East Carolina played Duke last? Uh, this was 2013. 2013. So it's been nine years since we've had this moment together. Yeah, I knew me and Coach K. I knew that uh, Akeem Richmond was on that team, so I knew it had yep. to be around that. That those years, Pirates battled tough. Gave him uh, went down to the wire, came up a little short, but uh, had Duke scared. And uh, at that time, I was wondering, man, this is a fun little game right here. Why doesn't East Carolina and Duke play more often? I asked Coach K that very question. If that was a possibility, here's how that sounded. You know, it's tough for us to schedule. They keep adding Big Ten challenge teams to the conference. You know, unless they add, you know, like when we play, you know, we got to you know, play a little bit out of our area because of our national national thing. But, uh, you know, uh, right now that's not in the plan. But, you know, we respect the heck out of East Carolina. You know, uh, you know at, over these last number of years since Terry took over there, I mean, the whole level, not that it was, it was always good. But Terry and his wife and, you know, their their team have have made it, you know, even bigger. You know, I love the East Carolina fans. You know, for years we have a place out in Emerald Isle. And, you know, some of the greatest people in the world are East Carolina fans. And, uh, and, and I almost gave them a big treat tonight, you know. <laughs> they would have welcomed me back to the beach and probably give me a few bottles of wine and everything like that. But no, East Carolina is a terrific school and and those kids are are good and they're lucky to have Jeff. I mean he he's one of the better coaches. All right, wow, what great memories. We respect the heck out of East Carolina. I love the East Carolina fans. Some of the greatest people in the world are East Carolina fans. ECU is a tremendous school. All Coach K's words, not mine. It's got to make you feel good there, Chandler, doesn't it? Yeah, he said that nine years ago. He probably doesn't even remember oh, saying that. Oh, stop it. He absolutely, it seems like just yesterday. If you ran into him, hey, Coach, you remember what you said about East Carolina nine years ago? Uh, not a who, clue. Who are you again? Uh, yeah, excuse me. Um, who are you? We, <laughs> yes, I'll take a while. I bet he oh, feels the oh, same Oh, way. Troy, how are you doing? Yeah, he comes to the beach now. I can't, I'm going to have to look for him at Emerald next time. How far are you from there? He's he's one of those guys. Sometimes people get out of their place of business. Like, you might not, you know, he, his place of business would be a college court where you'd recognize him there in an arena. But sometimes you get people outside of where they normally work and you may not recognize them. Coach K is one of those guys outside of his place of business. He would still be a recognizable guy. Um, Considering he's one of the greatest college basketball but he has a unique time. look to him you yeah. know the dark hair that you know pointy nose yeah i mean you would know who coach k is 
Yeah. It, it would just stand out, is my point. Even with a hat, I think you'd know who Coach K is. I've never seen him wear a hat, but if you put on a hat, I think you'd know who he was. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it's Coach K, for God's sake. I know. I think he'd be cool to hang out with. He seems kind of boring. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I, he did say, I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody, but he did mention wine instead of. You're not a wine guy? No, nah, man. You're a beer guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Wine, Wine's Coach K, really? Lame. Yeah. Uh, what else we got going on? We got Igo coming up in mere moments. What else do we have? I feel like I'm forgetting something this hour. I don't know. You're the, the other host. two breaks. Oh, okay. Let me take. You do See, know sir, we have breaks. This to get is to. why you're the executive producer, Shirley. You're the. I, I you. told you. You, you know, I like said, how a head coach. You went long with Packer. You're I, gonna have to take right, some breaks. You know, here. I had a head coach has like a get back guy. You know, on the sideline to keep everybody straight. Mm-hmm. You're I ain't my, got time You're for my that. get back gal. I ain't got time. For you got to get me back and get me on a timeout. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Come on, get back, girl. Jeez. <laughs> get me back on track. We've got to hear from our great advertisers. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Get ready to hook up with Steve and I go right after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 53,000 followers today. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Troy. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Welcome back to the show. Good to be here with you. Filling in for Clip Rock. Clip will rejoin us later this week. Joining me in studio, our old pal Stephen Igo from HoistTheColors.net. Stephen, how are you and the family? The family? Family. We're good. We're good. How, how are you? Doing you good, guys? man. Yeah. Doing good. Good to see you, man. I haven't had a chance to talk to you on the air in a while, so. It has been a while it's, since we've had an on-air yeah. conversation. We should chat off-air often. Right. But, uh, it's good good to speak with you on-air. How's Slater doing? He's doing good. He's uh, in the care of my mother. I left him at the house. So she's uh, watching him. She just retired from Biden. So she is now on Slater duty for a while. All right. I, uh, you think you'll have any more children? I would say there's a good yeah, possibility. Good I mean, nothing's... It's going so good right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll pay stone. you a thousand dollars cash if you have another child and it's a boy and you name it screech thousand dollars i think it's cash. gonna have to be a little bit more than a thousand dollars all right what how what's your number well you're gonna have to talk to erica my wife to uh five grand and, and it's named screech five grand mike can work all right we'll Although, have to talk about that wouldn't that be awesome to have slater and screech in the family i don't know if it would be awesome for them it'd be, all, it'd be awesome for me to collect that uh that five thousand that'd be fantastic check. i'd have a friend that has kids the slater and screech <laughs> oh that'd be fantastic i would love that all right we'll talk talk to her and see what she says yeah she's gonna be making that decision at least run it up the flagpole all right it's so we'll get her in studio you can ask her you're saying there's a chance 
Uh, a minuscule yeah. chance, depending on how how willing Money the, uh, the bidder right. is, right. is going to go. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, what was I going to talk to you? Oh, we, you got a lot of stuff to talk to you about. We were setting up the hour. We'll talk a little ECU football. Of course, there was some off-the-field news last week. Yeah. We kept that. Still recruiting going on. This new recruit, you know, the recruiting deal has all changed because, you know, National Signing Day was last week, but nobody really cares because everybody really signs in December. In December, so I don't even know why they have two signing days anymore. Just have a National Signing Day, and then after that, anybody can sign whenever they want. We can get into it, but I mean, it's it's taken the luster, especially for a school like East Carolina. Like if you're, you know, Alabama or LSU, there's always a, a five star, a couple four star stragglers out there. But for the most part. No, I think it's like ninety percent of the kids sign in December, so yeah. it's 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 almost like this is more a transfer portal season than you know high school recruiting season. We'll talk uh, ECU football. We'll talk ECU baseball as the Pirates are on the verge of another season. High expectations there. We had a big announcement in the beginning of the program. If you missed it, we'll recap that concerning ECU baseball. Also, ECU basketball. We'll let you give us a pep talk and explain <sighs> how the Pirates are going to turn it around. We got a lot to cover with Igo. We'll take a break. We'll go into hour three and do it all when we return. Right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. And uh, Welcome back to the show at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. And the combination of their local team's experience and their wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Troy. All right, thank you, Shirley, as we roll on here in Hour 3. All the bigs on the show today. And we got uh, Newey Scruggs, Mark Packer, Stephen Igo. Quite a lineup right there. It's been a while since I heard you say I go in a long way. I know, I know. We have it. I used to do that all the yeah. time. So that was Chandler bringing that up. So. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be I going with us for the full hour. Indeed. Good to see you again, man. How you been? I thought we just had this. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, people are tuning in. New hour, right? Yeah, new new hour. hour, new show, new, you know. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How about you? You know, have you ever thought about having another kid? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just joking. You'll have to go back and listen to the last segment. You want to hear that great comedy. Um, Steven, ECU football, we'll start there. Let's do it. It is technically the offseason. There is no offseason. There is really no offseason. You're right. But this is not the time of year you want to be making headlines, correct? Definitely not. Yeah. Tough news for the program with the uh, indefinite suspension of wide receiver C.J. Johnson last week. And, you know, the Pirates of – Unfortunately, these things happen with a football. Anytime you have, you know, 120 guys on the team, there's going to be problems that happen. When it happens to one of your stars, it becomes big time news. Yeah, and it was just, you know, I think there was an incident that obviously led to the suspension. But just talking with the people, it seems like there's been 
kind of an ongoing theme with cj johnson that there's been little things adding up here or there over the course of his career at ecu and you know we both know cj i've had a good relationship with him you guys at power radio obviously have as well so you know i just don't i don't think it's like he doesn't care about ecu and being a member of the team it's just at times he kind of has an immature side and that seems to have caught up with him from everything i've gathered so he uh has been suspended and it's something where he's going to have to work very hard from everything i've heard about you know getting getting on the right track to come back to the team and really earning the team's respect the locker room's respect the coaching staff's uh, trust back it's gonna it's gonna be a long road it's not gonna be easy and everybody that says that oh well this is just your off-season suspension to get it out of the way and then to bring it back no this is a like there's a legitimate chance he might not return he's got to work his way back so this is this is nothing there's no soft punishment here it's going to be something that he's going to really have to work for to to get back well as you mentioned we know cj i have not had a chance to to talk with him since this news broke so i don't know where his head is on this stuff i would love to get a chance to find out hey man you know one your side of the story and then two where are you going forward how dedicated are you to you know not just this program but just to getting everything straight for you you know and, and if it's not here you still got to get straight if you go somewhere else uh, because you can't have the same bad habits at another school because the same stuff's going to happen. So, you know, this is a real chance for him to hopefully, you know, kind of get straight because he's got incredible talent, but it's only potential if he doesn't get everything in order and he'll never achieve his potential. Yeah, legitimately, I mean, as a freshman, he looked like a you know bona fide NFL receiving prospect. In the last two years, there have been inconsistencies with his games now i mean there are some things that he does well as a player there's some things he has to prove on but i think it stems from you know if he 100 percent was focused mature and all that stuff every single day at practice i think he would prove, uh, put a much more consistent product on the field and we just haven't seen that the last two years but you know you look at it maybe it takes hitting rock bottom in order to bounce back the, the right way because i think there have been some things done behind the scenes to try and get him on the more correct path more consistently and there are times he's been really good and then for whatever reason he'll he'll lapse and, and go back down the, the wrong path but maybe this is the the wake-up moment for him uh and if it's not then maybe he could transfer somewhere else but like you said there's going to be the same same issues arising i told someone today that it's involved with the program directly and i said man if you could take the heart effort and dedicate and work ethic of tyler sneed and put that in cj's body then combine the two like cj's physical attributes and and tyler sneed's you know heart and grit and determination and work ethic you'd you'd have an, the probably one of the top players in the country because tyler has all has it right he just doesn't have you know he's smaller right he's not as big he's he's fighting an uphill battle because of his physical stuff but that doesn't mean he still can't make it he's just a smaller guy where cj has all the physical components but he doesn't have it technically put together yet in the inside but you know we we're at the acu baseball banquet this past weekend and we hear from a lot of the players uh, current and former that talk and talk about what a wreck they were and how you know the coach gives them a, kind of a last chance to get things straight or they're going to be cut from the team and it, they look at that as the defining moment in their life where they get things put together and a lot of these guys go on to the major leagues after that they, they went from they'll never play again in baseball to they got their stuff together and went on to uh, mlb 
I kind of, as I said, this is that time for CJ right here. He, he needs, if he can get it together, and I'm pulling for him. I'm hoping, I am a CJ Johnson fan. I want him to get to get, get it together. I want him to do it for him. I love him to have a, a rebound for, you know, his reputation in the university. And he's a, as we said, he's a great kid personality wise. I don't think he's got a mean bone in his body, um, but he's got to get it together if he's going to be successful, especially in full, in life. You know, especially on the football field. There are two ways, you know, a guy can respond for, from a situation like this. I mean, you can either uh, t- to take it some words from an old ECU coach. You can look adversity, you know, square in the in the eyes and punch it in the jaw, or you can crumble and and let it define you. So, I mean, that that's what C.J. Johnson's facing right now, and I don't know the exact steps he's got to go through to get back to to the ECU football team and to get back in the good graces of the coaching staff and his teammates, but. Um, hopefully this is something that will light a fire under him rather than, you know, continue to send him further down the, the wrong path. Yeah. Um, so that, that's just something CJ and, and his uh, inner circle are going to have to determine how, how they want to handle it going forward and how he responds to it. Steve and I go join us in studio for hour three here of PRL. Troy D hosting today. And Stephen, uh, any other football news and notes going on right now that uh, it seems like the recruiting has wrapped up officially this year do they still have a spot or two left for any potential transfer so yeah there's basically all the high school recruiting is done it's now looking at the transfer market and over the past uh, week they have actually added two offensive line transfers uh, justin red who is an all-american offensive tackle from norfolk state who uh, will come to ecu and also an all-conference tackle from marist college so two fcs players but you combine those two guys with West Virginia transfer Parker Moore, who was added in December, and you have now three offensive line transfers entering the program. Two of those guys have multiple years of eligibility remaining. Red only has one, but again, he was an FCS All-American, probably a plug-and-play guy right away if he gets in the summer and, and hits it hits the ground running. So we always talk about, Troy, the offensive line is such an issue with the ECU football team. Well, I feel like the staff has done everything they could to address that in the portal. You've got key guys coming back. You've added guys in the portal. You've got a handful of guys who are young and are developing as underclassmen. So I think they're trying to hit the offensive line from every angle because you can simply never have enough of those guys. I mean, they're they're always no matter how no matter what the numbers are at the beginning of the fall. Yeah, you lose them to injury. Like they felt pretty good about the unit last year, and by the third game, they had two or three tackles out for the year, and another guy hurt. So it was just. It's a constant attrition battle that you're fighting up front. You need as many guys as possible. Where are the Pirates now in the, in the receiving room? Because if you, as you head into the bowl, the bowl game that didn't happen, the Pirates right. were stacked. I mean, since then, you've had one star leave to go pursue his interest in the NFL. You've had another, as we just talked about, off the field suspension. He could be potentially gone uh, for good. Who knows? Uh, you've had some graduate. You know what? Yeah, you've had, you've lost a lot of guys that you weren't necessarily projecting to lose, and that was some a room that was very deep at the time. Where are they now? That's the big question. I mean, honestly, it's going into the offseason, You felt pretty good about the receiver room because everybody I talked to expected Tyler Sneed back. And again, we we all wish the best for Tyler Sneed, yeah. but he left two years of eligibility on the table to probably be an undrafted free agent mm-hmm. in the NFL. So I really thought he'd come back for at least one more year. I, I think everybody, especially the whole one coming back, and you know, and that's kind of stunned me a little bit. I think it, you know, and not to get into too much of what Holden's feeling, but you know, with CJ suspension and now with yeah. Tyler going to the NFL, you wonder what his mindset is. But 
you look at the receiver position, we'll see what happens with CJ, but with Tyler not coming back, you're losing your most consistent offensive skill player. Uh, he was always that third down guy, always going to catch it if it was a catchable ball. Audio Matosho has graduated, so mm-hmm. you're losing your top three receivers. Yeah. You look at the rest of the offense, you've got Holden Aylers back, you've got Rajay and Keaton back at running back. Tight ends, you've got Ryan Jones and Shane Calhoun back. We just talked about the offensive line, so now it's like everything is set, but what's going to happen at receiver? Now they have a ton of young receivers. They've brought in another transfer in Jalen Johnson from Georgia, but and they're still talking to some guys in the portal at receiver, but yep. a lot of it is going to come down to developing guys in the program now that honestly haven't played a whole lot to this point have talent but can they get to the point where they're play, uh, making plays on saturdays now i've heard some great stuff about the kid out of georgia yeah that transferred but like I, look i've heard great stuff about right. kids before that are from big time programs so i, I kind of i take that with a little bit with a grain of salt and see how it's they always wait wait and see yeah perform here i'm excited that they for the potential they have but will it turn into reality yeah, that's the thing that we we just don't know. And we're talking. The one thing I do like about Jalen Johnson, who's coming from Georgia, is a lot of these guys that typically come from you know. There's been some Clemson transfers. There, there's been some uh, other guy Alabama transfers. Nigel not a few years ago. Didn't yeah, DJ Ford come from uh, DJ Tar Heels Ford from last North year. Carolina. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys are that don't work out. Typically are highly recruited out of high school. Kind of come from the mindset of, all right, I'm transferring down to ECU. Now I'm going to have a starting spot locked up, or they're going to hand it to me. Well, this guy was a walk-on at Georgia. And to make it as a walk-on at Georgia, you got to be really, really good. you got to yeah. work your tail off. So he's a guy that's had to work for everything. He was on a national championship team as a special teams guy and a backup receiver. So to me, his work ethic shouldn't be a problem. And I think he'll come in here busting his tail, which is often the, the issue with the transfers. They're in the portal because – Either they have an attitude problem, discipline reasons, or they they just don't want to work for playing time in many cases. Not all cases, but in, in many cases. Whereas this guy, he's graduated from Georgia. He's played four years. He won a championship. Now he just wants to go play, and I think he's going to come to ECU and work for that. So that, yeah. I think that's a positive. Absolutely. All right, uh, so that could be a big plus in the receiver room. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's got size. He's 6'2", 195. At worst, he'll be a really good special teams player and, and contribute at receiver. Whether he becomes a number one go-to guy, you know, I don't know. They got some other really young uh, receivers in the room that I think have talent. They brought in three transfers last year who kind of developed. Um, so they, 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 there's no shortage of numbers. Yeah. And so we'll see. This spring will be crucial for, for all those guys. All right, good ECU uh, football report right there. Let's talk ECU basketball. Pirates back at it tonight at Tulsa. And, man, this team is just without Brandon Suggs has not been the same as – you know, falling to pieces in many ways. What you know, it's is it bad. him or is it something else that's going on? Well, I think it's I think it's a combination. I think Brandon Suggs' absence does have definitely something to do with it. He's such a glue player. He's not great at any one thing, but he's so good at everything in terms of rebounding, just finding ways to score. I think he's a pretty good leader. I think that's something this team kind of struggles with is player leadership and with him out, I think they've struggled with that. And so when things get bad, they just they get really bad. Like there's no, you know, one minute bad stretch. It's like a five minute bad stretch, or as we see now, a six game losing streak. They just haven't mm-hmm. been able to get out of this. And um, you know, the effort the past two games has been, you know, you don't want to make this statement, but so many times. But I feel like the effort has not been there for, from a lot of the guys. The Temple game at home, Joe Dooley said it himself. 
they were more enthusiastic, energetic, brought the energy more. And the Tulane game was much of the same, especially early. And that's where you saw Joe Dooley go to his bench and bring in a bunch of freshmen. So, you know, when you're, you're having some effort or, you know, defensive issues that are based upon not closing out, not running to the ball effort, that's when it becomes concerning. So six straight losses. You know, at this point, you're unfortunately playing to get out of the basement. Tulsa also in the basement. This is the battle for last place tonight. And yeah. if I told you to – all right, could you guess what Tulsa – Tulsa's all-time record versus ECU basketball is. Hmm. Tulsa's a solid program. All right, how many times have they played? They have played 26 times. 26. So ECU versus Tulsa. I'd say Tulsa has won 18 of those. 23 and 3. Tulsa is 23 and 3 all-time against ECU. Which is Tulsa Golden Hurricane, the old bugaboo. Yep. They have beaten ECU eight straight times. So the Pirates could make a statement tonight, Troy. On ESPN get, get Plus, the, the 8 they could take the monkey off the back and <laughs> slam it on the ground, and they could break a lot of streaks tonight. Six yeah. game losing streak, eight game uh, losing streak to Tulsa. It just, man, it's just been, it's crazy because I don't, I don't know if you were in Minji's the UCF game that started this this entire losing streak, but man, the place was buzzing that night. Mm-hmm. They were dominant in the first half. Minji's was going crazy, and, and it was and, coming off the big win against over Memphis. Memphis. So you had some momentum, tons of then, momentum. 20-point lead and just yeah. collapsed, and they have not been able to get out of it. And I've never seen a program unable to sustain success like ECU basketball. I mean, it's just – I don't know if it, you know if it's truly the Indian burial ground underneath <laughs> Minji's like we talk about or what, but it's so frustrating to, to kind of see transpire year in and year out. It's been tough, and, you know, there's p- folks that have been here longer than me, but, uh, you know, I've been covering this thing now for three decades, and – uh, there's great moments right. at times, but it's never sustained. And it's never, you know, it, it has just been a battle. And I always thought of all the programs to turn around. You know, football's got the most players. That might be the hardest. You know, basketball's only five guys that play. I always yeah. thought, man, if you got to turn around a program the quickest, could you, you could get you a couple get, guys? Get a couple hot good. guys that just want a chance to put their name on the map and say, I, I did this, I put East Carolina on the map. We just haven't been able to, and I think they've had some good players come through here, right. but we just haven't been able to put all the pieces together at the same time. Well, look at Jaden Gardner. He's a, another a, example. Arguably your I mean, best player in school history in terms of production. And, you know, he was part of the Virginia team that won at Duke last mm-hmm. night, has gotten better as the yeah. season has gone on. So it's just like when they've had those players, they haven't been able to, to capitalize or put the team around those players. And I don't know, man. It's, it's tough to figure out because you know you look at Joe Dooley; he's in year four of his five-year contract, and they just haven't been able to make any progress in the league in terms of victories. And Joe Dooley is as is a, a phenomenal basketball coach, and he's put together great coaching staffs. So yeah. they still have not been able to figure it out. So you just—it's always worried just me because I, I, like, I felt like and, and Joe Dooley works hard. Oh, there's you know, no I, doubt. I mean, the knock on Lebo. Uh, was you know let's be honest Lebo was lazy yeah. he didn't recruit he didn't really work hard uh, he had a little bit of success early on and then once he got his contract CIT he run, just yeah. he just put it on cruise control <laughs> Joe Dooley works hard he's a think, grinder man. I don't think anybody would argue that what and I've seen you I think right about his future because this is kind of a pivotal year for Joe Dooley as you mentioned he's only got one year left on his contract right uh, hasn't been as far as I know offered an extension yet. Uh, what is the future of Joe Dooley with ECU basketball? 
I mean, I think it's a legitimate question, and I tweeted it out. And this is something I've talked about on, on Hoist of Colors and even Pirate Radio in the past. This was always going to be a big year for Dooley, win or lose. So, I, you know, people can say the season is lost or whatever. They still have something to play for down the stretch. You know, if, if they go out and win tonight, they're above 500, and they haven't had a, a winning season since the CIT run. So there's still a lot to play for from an overall record standpoint, move up in the league standings. But with seven regular season games left, I mean, you do wonder about Coach Julius. In year four or five, like I said, he's owed a $250,000 a longevity bonus on july 1st 2022 so so if which means if he is still the coach on july 1st of this year he gets that bonus two hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus and that is a steep that's a steep bonus uh he's also set to make a million dollars in terms of his actual salary next year now his base salary is four hundred thousand the other six hundred thousand comes from pirate club and, and img and all that stuff so ECU financially could buy out the last year of his contract for $400,000 uh, just to get rid of the, the, the final year of his deal. Or if they want to employ him, basically you're going to pay him $1.25 million for right. a final year. And you don't really want to go into a a lame duck year as it's termed in the coaching business of the final year of his deal. Because then you can't really recruit. You can't hire. So the, really, staff. the decision. You really kind of at the end of the season, you either need to give him an extension, or you. I guess you need to let him go. I would think. Is, I would, is this decision ECU's going to have to make? I would look at it that way. If if you're trying to be as, you know, if you're trying to do the right, doing thing, nothing's not a great yeah. option, is what you're saying. Yeah, you don't want to just let the. To me, there, there's too much money there and uncertainty to just pay out the final year of his deal and see how it goes. I think either you. Even if you just offer them a one-year extension or two years based on how this season finishes, let's say they get hot and make a run and, and rattle off some wins, there are some winnable games left on the schedule, then you feel better about next year's roster coming back, the core of it coming back. But if you just let it linger, then I just think that's not going to help anybody out. Yeah. All right, some uh, things to keep an eye on for ECU basketball. ECU, uh, i tell you what, why don't we take a break? I'm going to practice good break management this hour, Shirley. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, ECU baseball when we return. We'll recap our big announcement, if you missed it, as we open the show concerning ECU baseball. Also, talk about what the la- what's going on with Hoist the Colors, what you guys are writing about lately. So a good article about Skip. We'll recap that. Yeah. Skip was on the Brian Bailey show earlier this week. We'll have some of the highlights uh, about that and his future when we return. A lot more to go. Steve and I go with us. Hour three rolls on right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you now let's head back into prl here's troy welcome back in a couple things one let's do a booty bag at the end of this segment surely don't let me forget it's on you if we forget 
And why is that? Because as executive producer of the show, let's make sure you remind me to do a booty bag. You've got a pen. You can write what? it down. What? You're the executive producer. What am I supposed to do? Interrupt your segment no, and the, say, I hey, said, Troy, at the, at the end yes, of this segment, the, don't forget we got booty back. Yes, as we're going to break, if I forget, say, Troy, Chandler, you know what? Chandler. Well, no. Here's what a, you do. As, as assistant he says, executive producer, will you remind me at the end of the segment, in case I forget? What, what Shirley needs to do is say, or do... When you say let's go to break, you just hit the uh, the music. There you go. Yeah, I just need as a producer, I need you to help me out. You're not helping. See, the, good coaching surround themselves. Good coaches with other good co- co- assistants. Not helping. Yeah. Yeah. Not helping. Yeah. Not, a good you're head enabling coach is only as good as you're enabling the coach you're to, to deflect and delegate you're responsibility. To make the show better, Shirley. I make it better because I'm here. <laughs> so remind Much me. Much less for doing the all the things. I'm trying to do it for our family, family. the listeners, to give something away. Yeah, it's so called, you got a pen right there in your hand. Write so down, booty me, bag, what are, what end are we giving away? What are we giving away today? We're giving a $15 gift card to Familia. All right, so if we don't give it away, this is on Shirley folks i'm trying to make someone a winner here today no he just wants to throw me under the bus that's what i'm that giving is. you a chance to remind me is what i'm saying oh you're giving me yes. a chance work with me here it's a big team be part of the team shirley aye, quit aye, being aye. so selfish all right uh what's your favorite super bowl food are you, are you pumped up for the super bowl i go i am i am i think it's a good game uh i don't have a real rooting interest for either side so i can enjoy the game i don't have to pull against the patriots i don't have to pull against the chiefs as a denver broncos fan so I am going to enjoy the game. Um, favorite f- Super Bowl food, probably wings. I mean, yeah. it's hard to beat wings. Yeah, you look like a wings guy. Would would okay? No, I'm just saying. Oh, kinda, yeah. I mean, you're just kind of you know. Right. I'm not saying you're plain or boring. I'm just saying I projected if I had a guess. Right. Well, what's your guy. What's your favorite? Super I don't know. Bowl. I haven't really thought about it. I have to think about that. <laughs> You look kind of like a meatball guy. No, I, you know what? I don't. I'm not a meatball guy at yeah. all. Really? In life, I'm not a meatball guy. I like meat sauce, like on spaghetti. Okay. But I'm not. I don't like. I don't like meatballs. I feel like not anti meatball. Right. Just it's just not my thing. I mean, you've got pizza. Pizza's all right. Meatballs. Do pizza wings. anytime. Like what other Super Bowl foods are there? Chips and dip. Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Uh, I'd love a good nugget tray. Yeah, nugget trays. But a place I'd want to get a nugget tray might be closed on a Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. I could crush a nugget tray from the Sunday place. <laughs> it's amazing how much you crave those things when they're closed. I know, man. There should be one like just there. There should be like just one open on a Sunday, right? Especially on a Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, like they should. They should have like. Spe- this is a great idea. This is a freebie for Chick Fil A right here. Pick like four Sundays a year you're open for. Yeah, and it would be a special event. People would go. Cr- I mean, could you imagine? All right, so Super Bowl Sunday could be one of the Sundays you're open for. I mean, they would absolutely murder it there. I mean, it, it um, needs to happen. I think about how much money then, they're leaving on the table. Then pick like a like around the July Fourth weekend, right? Like, you know, going in like right after that, that a Sunday there you open up where a lot of people have time off. Just an idea for Chick Fil A. This is just a multi-million, if not a billion-dollar idea. I just presented to them for free. Ad agencies charge hundreds of thousands of dollars for this type of stuff. <laughs> for your expertise, yeah. yeah. What's the guy's name that owns Chick-fil-A? What's his name? I don't know. I see him like when you walk in there. You guys know his name? 
I don't know. He's like in, the, in every Chick Fil A. He's hanging in. You know, like they got his picture up. I just want to put a tr- uh, tr- sure. tr- uh, something Kathy, Kathy Trudy. Or so you're not getting him confused with Ka- Ronald McDonald? No. <laughs> Is it Kathy? Kathy's like his last name, I think. God, you seem to be the only Hey, breaking news, boys. Get on it. Who owns... Ch- who's Andrew still- Kathy. Kathy, I said. See, I had Kathy. You were right. right. Thank- you were right. Thank you. Had it the whole way. Thank you, Chandler. Andrew Kathy. You're doing a great job. Is he really in every Chick-fil-A? Yeah, I've, so, uh, they used to like have like his image and like the little story of chick-fil-a I mean, maybe since they've remodeled i don't ever go inside the drive through is usually so efficient so yeah and right. andrew caffey is the son of current ceo dan caffey and grandson of founder truett caffey truett caffey mm-hmm. that's who i was thinking of yeah is he still alive i don't know right. i remember growing up in raleigh there was a mall called north hills north hills mall was a great mall it is now doesn't really exist. It's where um, oh I don't know. There's like a hotel on this. There's a whole. It's been developed. You know, it's all this. There's a lot of like restaurants. Stuff. Yeah, restaurants, yeah. shopping. Yeah, I've been down there. It's it's a it's a nice area. It has a new name. I forget what the hell they call it. But anyway, uh, the, oh the Renaissance Hotel is, okay. is on is in the vicinity there. But they used to have a Chick Fil one of the only Chick Fil A's in Raleigh was in the North Hills Mall. And I remember that back in the day, growing up like in the eighties you could go there and they'd always have a person with a tray with the chick-fil-a nuggets with this toothpicks in each one and they would it would be free samples free nuggets free you know kind of like a sam's club gives away food sampling chick-fil-a was ahead of the time that is how they got their food wow out there and i think they did that at every chick-fil-a chick-fil-a started in malls and there were no freestanding chick-fil-a's back in the day it was you had to go to the mall there were no drive-thrus like for your lazy butts to <laughs> go through but I would love to go. It would be awesome to go there because as a kid, you know, you grab three or four of those things. They're pretty good. Yeah, was there a limit? Well, I mean, I think, you know, there wasn't a rule. But <laughs> They're like, man, you got too many. <laughs> yeah. But they would always give away free nuggets. Right. They'd always have someone out there, and it was the best. They're making it And I think that is how that really built their brand because, oh, these things are pretty good. Let me go get some of these. You know, but they, I don't think they do that anymore. Now they can't even. No, they can't. Well, now you don't need to. Yeah. Now everybody's had the nuggets. I hate to announce, but Samuel Truett Caffey is dead and oh. has been dead since 2014. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. It says here that, you know, of course, he invented the, the food restaurant Chick-fil-A, but it says here that he is credited with being the inventor of the chicken sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, they, the only had, they had like hamburger places. So he, he, he took bread and a piece of chicken. Well, he, no one said, had a chicken sandwich before oh that. Oh, my God. What a great idea. If yeah. no one had a chicken sandwich. Somebody's got to be the first to do right. everything. In 19, you know? What year was that? Probably the 60s? Uh, 1946. 40s. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody did it before then. But did that? Well, they I, probably just they, didn't. They didn't get credit. Yeah. They didn't take it. it or they, whatever. Didn't, they didn't take it to the people. Uh, but maybe someone's grandma made a chicken sandwich somewhere along the line. I'm going to say there's yes. a good chance they did. But in the 40s, that was revolutionary. Right. Still, yeah. still stands tall to this day. Yeah. Um, all right. Nice free advertising for Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're fr- you know we're friends <laughs> right. with those guys. They'll do some stuff with us occasionally. Ben Dixon, Abadies, are you listening? <laughs> we'll call that one a freebie. All right. Uh, we'll just get back on track. All right, Stephen Igo here. I'm Troy D. Uh, let's talk ECU baseball. Uh, 
we had made the big announcement earlier today our pirate radio players lounge is returning on monday we have signed a new crop of pirate radio athletes exclusive to pirate radio you'll hear them every monday we have uh, bryson worrell zach agnos cj May- mayhew Ryder giles and carson wisenhunt those are our five athletes that we're going to be hearing from each and every week on monday's prl pretty jacked about that and uh, pretty excited about the start of the season one week from friday yeah got to know all those guys really well since they got the ecu you know bryson is a fifth year player and so he's he's been through the wars Mm -hmm. the highs and lows uh zach i mean the agnos family it seems like we've been talking to the agnoses for years now you you hate to hear about the tragedy with, with the loss of their father but zach was amazing at media day cj uh doesn't say a whole lot and and my in my brief time with him but man he's just a gamer and yep. you guys can probably get him to open up a little bit uh Ryder is one of the best interviews on the team slick fielding shortstop so looking forward to seeing what he has to say and Carson Wisenhunt has a chance to be you know a really high draft pick in this coming summer's draft and uh all the talent in the world he's just got to stay focused I sound like Cliff Goblin uh, he's I know gotta, you're, boy, you've really taken yeah. the coaching Steven I just want you to get one percent better yeah every dude. show we just need Carson Wisenhunt to stay focused on the task at hand. Ignore the, the poison that you guys yeah. will offer him on Pirate Radio. <laughs> it's not poison. It's more dessert. <laughs> but uh, And it's not just us. He's getting praise uh, all yeah. over the place. He's but it's still, it is still potential. It, you know, it doesn't mean anything if you don't go out and get it done this year. Yeah, I mean, there, there's been guys with talent who, who don't fulfill their potential, and there's been guys that have exceeded their potential and so i mean carson i think based off what we saw last year though he's going to be just fine especially if he pitches with the demeanor he pitched with in the the super regional against jack Leiter. he really matched him for about five innings before i think he just got tired and ran out of gas but he's you don't find too many lefties who throw 93 to 95 with a deadly change up and a sharp breaking ball so he's got a chance to, to really go high if he has the year he's capable of having. The excitement level for ECU baseball with the fans seems like at all time. I, I, I don't ever remember ECU baseball season tickets selling out. I don't ever remember yeah. the, the ECU banquet has never sold out as quick as it has. Um, just all the things that fans can participate in are at an all-time high right now. Three consecutive regional hosts over the last three full seasons, and you look at this year's schedule, and it's absolutely stacked. The consistent success Cliff Goblin has had with this program, and I just think it's all added up to every year. People are so proud of of, of this program because it, it's it's a winner. I mean, people love a winner. Cliff Goblin has has brought uh, amazing culture to to East Carolina baseball. He's brought you know reliability, confidence from the fans in terms of hey, they know when they go to Clark Claire Stadium, win or lose, you're going to see guys leave it all on the line. They're going to represent the program the right way. I mean, he's got great great people in his program from his assistant coaches to the players uh he does it the right way now he's demanding his heck the players will be the first to tell you that but at the end of the day that's what makes the games easier for them because they put so much pressure on those guys all fall all preseason i mean even when they're out there scrimmaging in 25 degree weather uh, i'm sure it's miserable but they make them do it because it toughens them up mentally and, and that's kind of the key to this whole thing yeah the, Cliff Goblin. the whole boot camp kind of off season yeah know, they really it's it's half like kind of football training half military training what these guys go through it's no joke man it's um 
I've never been out there for it firsthand, but just watching the videos and hearing the stories and it's too early, it's too early, <laughs> too cold, yeah. uh, too miserable. Uh, but I mean, that's I, I think truly when we talk about this too with with ECU football, it's it's become you know more of a, a family in terms of the former players. They want to come back to game day. They want to be a part of the program. But it really is that way, like like no other sport at ECU with baseball. Like it's true. The, the former players. They're so proud of the program. I'd say football's a close second, yeah. but it just is baseball not is different. as tight as baseball is. And part of that is because I think Cliff played here and he yeah. was under LeClaire. But even before him, it's always been that way. It's it's just taken to another level because the pride, the passion about ECU baseball, and people can just say, oh, well, it's college baseball. How, how important can it be? But around here, man, it's it's as important as anything. And um, there's, there's nothing like – I won't say there's anything like – college baseball at ECU in February because it's still not very fun to me to go out there when it's 45 degrees but come spring come April and May going out to Clark LeClaire Stadium with 4,000 people in the stands for like a Saturday game versus whoever it could be uh, UCF St. Mary's whatever it's it's just it's awesome to be hanging out in the jungle taking part in that atmosphere it's it's just a special place to be all right you want the good news or bad news give me the bad news first oh come on man be positive Let's all right, go. good, good news. news. Let's go. Yeah. All right. The good news is my weather thing goes to about Thursday. So this is the day before. Okay. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Right. So I am two Thursdays out. So once again, if you're listening at home, it's not this Thursday. It's the Thursday before baseball season starts, which would be what? Nine days? Yeah. From now? Um, high temperature, 70 degrees wow. that day. But... 30% chance of rain. <laughs> and, that, and I don't have Friday yet. Okay. So, I mean, you know, Friday, it's just crazy around here. Low or it could be 30. Yeah, it could be snowing on that day, Friday. But at least the day before, it's going to be warm. So maybe that's a good indication for what could happen Friday. That's a good sign. Like yeah. you said, weather, eastern North Carolina, always unpredictable. We know Cliff Goblin does not care about the weather. But the fans care does about he? the weather. Do we? I don't know, man. What is? Cliff? I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. He sounds kind of vague to me on that. I I don't know. I'm not sure if that's accurate, Stephen. Yeah, we might have to ask him again uh, on game week what he thinks about. He's the coming weather, in Monday. All right, there you go. Yeah, we'll talk to him. Monday. Ask him the starting rotation. Ask him the weather. What's the starting lineup? <laughs> yeah, the usual stuff. Just get just ask those one, two, three, the first three questions. Get them, get them out of the yeah. way. I am. I tell you what, this weekend's gonna be nice. Friday, sunny skies, sixty six high. Saturday, sunny, seventy degrees. Why can't we just open the season this? Week? <sighs> it is looking good. I'm I'm loving this sun with no clouds for the next yeah. few days. We need some sun around here. My I'm vitamin D deficient. Might have to roll out to Clark Clare Stadium just for the scrimmages with that type of weather. Yeah, it's going to be nice the next couple of days. All right, let's take a time out as we do for for our family, booty, 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 the Pirate Radio family. Booty, 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 let's make you a winner right now. We'll do caller twelve three one seven twelve fifty three one seven twelve fifty. Caller twelve is getting fifteen bucks from us to use at Familia in Winterville. What a great restaurant! They've got awesome dishes, awesome pizza, especially if you love New York-style pizza like I do. It's my favorite. You can go there for free on us, at least 15 bucks worth. 317-1250. If you have not won this month, you are eligible for our booty bag. We'll be back right after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Brandon Manning, who won the $15 gift card courtesy of Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. They have just launched a new menu, too. Uh, They feature new pizzas like the sweet and spicy, the Southwest chicken, and more. Stop in Familia on Wednesdays for half-price wine, and all drafts every Thursday are only $2. Familia is located on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Troy. Thank you, Shirley. Congratulations to uh, Brandon Manning. Former Pirates baseball player. How ironic he'd win on this day. With our big announcement with the ECU baseball Pirate Radio athletes. I was wondering. Yeah. Put the- Boy, pretty <laughs> sunset out there. Look at that out there. Oh, yeah. Window. It's that beautiful. To your left. It's pretty nice, huh? Mm-hmm. It is getting longer. The days are getting longer. We're about a month away before the time changes, I go. Troy's getting less sad as each day goes by. Can't wait for the sun to return. All right. um, You had a good article about Skip Holtz today on Hoist the Colors. It was kind of based off... uh, I had good source material. Yeah. Brian Bailey had a... On the Brian Bailey show, if you missed it on Pirate Radio, he interviewed Skip for the hour. A lot of interesting stuff. First time we've heard from Skip in a while. Yeah. I mean, I think he said it was his first time on Pirate Radio since he's been here. I don't don't know if that's... You know, I I swear I thought we've had him on, but maybe not. Yeah, you know, just because he's been, I think he's coached every single year, unless he was on maybe with Jeff Charles or <laughs> Skip sent me a. Uh, so he left East Carolina, right? And he went to South Florida. He's, it was about like a few weeks later. He I got a, some mail and it was from Skip, <laughs> and it's and it was I I've been asking him about this because I just I didn't know if it was just him being nice or him just being a smart ass, but it was South Florida's football poster. Right, and he had personally said to Troy, "Miss you, go pirate." I have to. I still have it, so I need to right. find it. You need to find. I need that. to find it and take a picture of him, put it out there online. But he sent me a, a personalized South Florida gear, or at least their their poster. Right. So should have hung it up, hung it up on your wall. Yeah, go Bulls. Um. Anyway, interesting stuff. We heard from Skip. Surely this is um, cut five because Skip is now a coach in the USFL. The Spring League. Do you think this will work? I don't know. Others man. have I failed, mean, including the USL failed yeah. before. I, th- I feel like the most recent Spring Leagues were working until COVID just ravaged everything. So yeah. maybe there's a chance. I was into the XFL until COVID put an end to it. Mm-hmm. So, but I, th- I guess so. I, I don't know, though. They're trying to get some high-profile coaches in there and have. Here's Skip uh, talking about that. Oh, there's there's some really good coaches, and Mike Hurley and Hurley and – I mean, there are guys that have been NFL head coaches. There are guys that have been head coaches in college. I think they've got a really good mix uh, of coaches right now, but I think it's going to be very competitive. I mean, it was it was real formal when we were out in L.A., but let me tell you, as we've all started putting our staffs together and competing against each other for the same coaches, oh, it's it's going to be competitive, too, now. I mean, everybody's <laughs> going to – it was real cordial when we were in L.A., but when we closed those doors – it became, hey, I'm all about the Birmingham Stallions, and you're all about your team, and I'm going to do what's best for me. So uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, but some great people and some great coaches, and 
like I said, there's some really quality players in this league as well. I'm really excited to see what the product's going to look like. So well, too, I'll be curious to you know watch it, especially knowing Skip and seeing how they do. And heck, there's no other football going on at that time. That's the you thing, know. and I mean, if Major League Baseball doesn't get us out together, there's gonna be no baseball going on that time. So yeah, God, I mean, that's a whole other story. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's I feel like these things are always interesting. Like the first week, like everybody tunes in the first week. Like, I'll know. tune in the first game, absolutely. But then after that, it's like, are it you fades. really gonna be watching like week four and week five USFL spring You're right. football? You're so right. You're so right. <laughs> it's almost like unless you have. I guess Skip Holtz is ECU's connection, so maybe we'll watch for Skip Holtz. But maybe. Unless you have like a player, yeah. like former ECU player that's in it. Yeah. Do I really want to watch? That would change my mind on yeah. some stuff. Do you really sure. want to watch the Stallions? Tyler Sneed's out there. I would watch Yeah. Him. Like yeah. If, if Tyler Sneed or yeah. um, Jaquan McMillan's playing in the USFL, I'll watch it. But yeah. otherwise, it loses its luster after the first couple of games. All right. Let me get our last break in. We'll uh, get ready to wrap things up with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. We return right after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. All you have to do is go to YouTube, search for Pirate Radio TV, and subscribe. You can watch uh, shows like Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 and the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular 5th quarter on game days. Go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, and click on that subscribe button. Now let's head back to the show. Here's Troy. Man, what a great show today. This has flown by again fast this fastest three hours on on the radio and on video i can't just say on radio anymore half the people watch us on tv on the stream yeah yeah all right uh we're on their phone or on a computer thanks to newest scruggs who joined us in the hour one mark packer hour two steven Igo with us for hour three great seeing you Igo. Glad to be back. fun. Yeah. Good to catch up with you again. A lot of great content, a lot of great ECU information from you. Uh, Coming up Wednesday, starting at 3 o'clock, scheduled to appear, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. The bigger man on campus, Jeff Charles, (laughs) voice of the Pirates. And another big man used to be on campus, Bryce Williams. So we might have some other folks uh, pop on too, but uh, definitely those three. A lot of big people. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll call it. It's the big. It's the big man on campus day. Who's the? We could rank, have a power rankings, a poll. Who is your favorite big man? <laughs> They're all important to me. All right, uh, I will see you. I guess again next week. Yep. When Cliff will see be here with then. you. All right, uh, that'll wrap it up for this edition of PRL. Thanks for tuning in wherever you happen to be, and hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode. Until then, for the entire crew, I'm Troy D. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.